Hey, what's up, listener? Thanks for pressing play. On this episode of the Jock and Nerd Podcast, we break down all the recent Justice League rumors. We got another hint as to why the Inhumans TV show looks like crap. Discuss whether this $10 movie pass subscription model is going to put butts back in the theater seats. And it turns out we've been using Rotten Tomatoes wrong this whole time. Joining us is loyal listener and super Jock and Nerd Patreon supporter, Joe Henry. Joe is both a jock, he's a nerd, and boy, does he have a lot of stories to tell. You don't want to miss this one, plus listener mailbag and a whole bunch more audio geeky goodness, all in this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Thursday, August 17th, 2017. Check. Check one. All right. This is for all you fans out there. What's up, listener? Welcome back to another geek-filled episode of the Jock and Nerd Podcast, your weekly geek fest where we give you comic book and superhero-related news, reviews, and interviews. Jock and Nerd! It's the Jock and Nerd. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the Jock! He's the Nerd. And he's the Rug Boy. What's up, Rugs? What's up, dudes? How's it going? (laughs) The whole crew is here, and I'm super excited for our guest for this episode. He is a loyal listener. He is a super Patreon supporter of the Jock and Nerd podcast. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, say hello to Joe Henry. Joe. How's it going? It's going well. Thank you for having me on, guys. This is what happens when you donate a lot of money to the show. So this is great. It's our first transaction like this. Joe, not only does he support us on Patreon, he is giving us the most money out of any of our supporters on Patreon. And at the tier you pick, Joe, I know you didn't even notice this when you pledged, you earned yourself a spot to come on the show and hang out. And we couldn't be, listen, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for supporting. Uh, I'm very excited to, to have our first Super patron on the Jock and Nerd podcast. Well, thank you so much, Imran. And, um, you know, what a cool perk this is coming right? on the show, hanging out with you guys. Seriously. So you have, didn't have any idea that you were going to have this perk when you went and did <laughs> I, it. I didn't at the time until Imran emailed me. Oh. And uh, he's like, oh, that's one of the perks for uh, the pledge that you're at. And I was like, that is awesome. So, so you were excited about on. this. Yeah. As soon as he told me that, I was like, sure, I'll, I want to come on the show and hang out with you guys. You seem like a cool bunch of people to, to talk with. So, Have you yeah. ever been on a podcast before? I have not been on a podcast before, yes. so this is my first one. Jock and Nerd. Jock and Nerd. Popping podcast, Jerry, since 2015. I, I just got to point <laughs> out that prior to the show, right when I heard Joe Henry speak, I was like, holy fuck. <laughs> Dude's normal. <laughs> See, we have normal <laughs> listeners, well, <thank> Anthony. <laughs> I, I still don't believe it. I'm the I'm your average Joe. Uh, yeah, Joe. There you go, Joe. Where are you calling from? I'm uh, out of Tampa, Florida. Florida, yeah. America's most fucked up state. Is that officially the logo yet? Is that on your license plates? I, have you ever looked up Florida, man? Yes, that's one of the best <laughs> Twitter accounts. That ever. is a real thing, and it's yes. uh, it's pretty crazy. And those are all real stories that start with they are all hundred percent real. Florida, that's what makes it man. even crazier. Got Were you testicles. excited when they filmed the Punisher in Tampa? 
Uh, you, you know, uh, that movie wasn't so great, uh, but I did think it was pretty cool uh, that they did. And, Wait, which and there was Punisher a lot of did they shoot there? The that was the first one. Oh, the Dolph Lundgren one. What's no. cooler? No. Thomas Jane. Oh, Thomas Jane. Oh, yeah. What's What's cooler, St. Petersburg or uh, Tampa? Uh, Tampa by far. Yeah, all right. I like St. Petersburg a lot, but uh, Tampa's where I live. Definitely way cooler. All right. So I just know Tampa and St. Petersburg from Bubba the Love Sponge when he used to be on. <laughs> yes, uh, yes. Whoa, he, he was good. I used to listen. The mighty to him. have fallen. Hulk Hogan oh, no. owns a home in Tampa. Oh man, that's not his real name. Terry Baloa. No, Hulk Hogan. <laughs> oh, that's, that's his name is Terry Baloa. <laughs> oh, Terry. Yeah. Uh. Terry Terry Balia Balia Yeah, Baloa. Yes. Something like that. Terry oh, Baloa. Yeah, I'll blow you right here. Look, if God you're a new, new listener, That's thanks, what the for, video was. <laughs> thanks for checking us out. Here's what we're going to do in this show. We got some geek news uh, that we're going to discuss and get Joe's opinions on some things happening in the geek world. And then we're going to get to meet Joe. Uh, and here's some fun facts. I'm just going to tease a couple of things uh, that we may talk about. Fun facts about Joe. He used to be an EDM DJ, Anthony, for many yeah. years. Cool. Uh, he spent time... With two of the terrorists that hit the World Trade Center, half Whoa. an hour. Yes. Uh, I want to uh, find out what that, that is. That was crazy. That's wow. crazy that's that, that that just took a real serious. Tr- you can't right? just drop that Imran right in the <laughs> middle. When, oh, then we're gonna talk. How are we supposed to move on from that to geek stuff? Things that don't actually fucking matter. Uh, oh, I, I'll you figure it out. That. Don't worry. You follow my flow. Uh, well, look, you're, you're will, a fucking terrorist. I will reverse it. What well, I will reverse it like this. Joe and I also share something in common. Listener Joe also has vitiligo. Oh shit! Believe it or not, whoa! I do, I do. A very, very minor case of it, but I, I definitely have it. I believe vitiligo is now officially America's favorite skin disorder. Can anybody tell me why? I don't know. Because it makes everyone whiter. Oh, that's oh, why it's America's whoa. favorite skin disorder. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, <whoa. laughs> look, all I know is I'm glad I look white right now, people. Let me tell you, I'm a Pakistani that looks white. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Now, before we get to the news, I got to shout out our, our guest on the last show. Uh, Mike Jeez, Rips. that was a guest. <laughs> oh, boy, was he a guest. High Energy had a great time hanging out with Mike Rips, and he gave us a nice shout out on his latest episode of his podcast called the the tarantula the rantulas and I'll put a link in the show notes. Kill all monsters. That's it's, my favorite. Yeah, he even uh, brought that up. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. No, he knew he was saying wrong shit at the time, so he says that in the show. He goes, "I was." Well, let me let me let me ask you guys yeah, something. Yeah. Let me ask you guys something. He really wanted to know our. Opinions. Do you? What do you guys think about that Keanu Reeves movie where he's a vampire? <laughs> I appreciate the Bram Stoker's Dracula uh, plug for some reason. Uh, but look, check out the last episode. Mike Rips was uh, he's a, he's quite a character yes that was the very first thing he says it's a tongue roll but uh we'll definitely i want to say thanks listen you're quoting it it's, uh, yeah, it's, see, it's an unreal episode it's how yeah. classic how classic it is and i, I we're gonna get, i want to get him on again where he's sitting down and he's focused that he's got his his equipment and he was at his friend's house in the closet on the phone so uh you know that's but it's still it was a very entertaining show uh despite all that all right guys let's get to the news the Jock and Ned Podcast. Listener, if you want to reach us, if you want to get in touch with us, if you want to call me out for something wrong I said, because I say wrong shit all the time, completely nonsense shit, I'm trying to get a reaction, just visit jockandnerd.com slash contact for all you know, the ways. You're not trying to get a reaction. No, you I don't actually, know what you're fucking no, saying. I don't, I don't, don't misinterpret it. <laughs> uh, don't try to represent it as something you're trying to do. You're Wait, not you're, trying to do that. 
You're saying that he has no idea what's coming out of his mouth. No. He's saying. Yes, oh, that's that, exactly that is what I'm saying. That's a thought process. No. It's just automatic. Exactly. It's, no it's automatic. Yeah. It's just shit. That is a correct assessment, my friend. You know me well. Uh, but visit our website, jockandnerd.com. You'll find all the ways you can subscribe to the show. Show notes for this show, jockandnerd.com slash 182 so you can play along. Let's get into it. We're going to start with uh, the, some DCEU news uh, regarding, yay. yay, the Justice League. And, man, I really... Oh, my favorite. I know, dude. The more every week, like, I really feel for... The fans of this franchise because they just want good movies. They want their movies to be loved like Marvel movies. Yet there is a shitstorm around every movie, every time, every week. No, they they don't even know that they're 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 so far deep into this they don't even know that there's a shitstorm happening. They, no, then there's a shitstorm coming. So I want to start with. Uh, first, some comments Ben Affleck said about Justice League in terms of the director situation, <laughs> uh, where Zack Snyder had a family tra- tragedy, had to step away. Joss Whedon steps in to uh, just to reshoot, but then you know word comes out that it's costing twenty five million. It's taken a month and a half. It's it's expansive. The film is unwatchable. The first cut. Uh, ben actually said this. He said it's a little bit unorthodox for this. He <laughs> said that it was an interesting product of two directors, both with kind of <laughs> unique visions, both with really strong takes. I've never had that experience before making a movie. I have to say I really love working with Zach, and I really love the stuff we've done with Joss. So I don't know if this is already some damage control on his part. Uh, well, Affleck knows what to say. Affleck does know what to say. It's like a true politician right there. Yeah. Yes. Interesting. Yes. I, 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 the, me, the first thing I think of, so I'm going to make a sports reference for all the sports people out there. Jock it up. Cleveland Cavaliers, you heard of him? LeBron James? Well, I might have heard of him. Okay. Um, his co-star, uh, Kyrie Irving, prior to him requesting a trade, said about the Cavaliers front office that it was very peculiar. Similar kind of t- verbiage here. He used peculiar to describe what was going on. And then like two weeks later, it comes out that he wants to leave. Mm. Ben Affleck going, this is interesting. Yeah. I don't think that's a, exactly a vote of confidence of what's going on here. I thought those words were inter- were very uh, interesting. An interesting product. <laughs> that does not. That's yeah. not. Joe, you've been following all this, Ben Affleck. You've se- I'm sure you've seen all the rumors, what he said at Comic-Con. Do you think he's going to be Batman after Justice League? You know, I, I think one of you guys brought this up in one of the previous podcasts. I, I think it all depends on how this Justice League movie does. Yeah. I think the execs are probably – I think he does want to do it just like he's saying. I think he's being honest. But um, I think if the movie does well, I think the execs are going to push for it. And if it does bad, then maybe they'll rethink things. I mean, I just think there's the pressure of if he does want to do it, he may have to sign on for a trilogy I mean, with uh, Matt Reeves. Smart. The smart money is to like not do anything and wait, right? Yep. So, yeah. I think that's what he's doing. And and I mean, the studio also, you know, they're they're also absent and they don't. They're kind of not saying anything, uh, also, which is very interesting. But so <laughs> let, interesting. All, there's the word. There's that word interesting. So drink. Uh, have a shot. Have a shot. Every time we say interesting, <laughs> Screen Rant though has this great article breaking down all the reshoots, uh, rumors, what was and wasn't changed. Uh, the first rumor here. 
was that they remade the Justice League twice. Uh, came out in May from Splash Report, claiming wow. Justice League had already undergone numerous reshoots. At that point, the movie would essentially have been remade twice. Um, but the rap uh, was quick to put these rumors to bed with a re- more reliable source saying there has been no additional photography to date on Justice League. We have planned and will shoot additional pickups early summer. Additional photography has always been planned like most pictures in general, but certainly for a tentpole, a Justice League size and scope. I don't know if it's possible for them to be able with the scheduling of all these people to reshoot uh, this thing twice. So the second rumor was that the reshoots were changing the focus to Wonder Woman, which would make a lot of sense after the success of Wonder Woman. That's so crazy. But then John Berg, who's one of the producers, weighed in on this to clarify that Wonder Woman's role in Justice League was always going to be a major focus and that the success affirmed that decision. So I don't know if it's backpedaling, they're trying to save face. Then we have the third rumor about Henry Cavill's mustache. (laughs) Scheduling (laughs) conflicts... (laughs) Cavill shooting Mission Impossible 6 with a mustache. The reshoot's costing 25 to $30 million and several months. Now, what's interesting about this is that Tom Cruise just uh, broke his ankle on the set of Mission Impossible 6, I believe. Right. Which may push that production back. In that case, Cavill may be able to shave his mustache off and grow it back. <laughs> so stupid. In time. This is so stupid. But they're literally going to be wasting money. Digitally. It's really like all about the mustache right now. You think that he just like, hit uh, Tom Cruise with like a, a lead pipe? Like uh, he did. Nancy he fucking t- he Nancy Kerrigan, yeah. Tom Cruise. Oh, oh no! God. He's like, I need to buy some time. What do I do? Whack Joe. Uh, you like Superman with or without a mustache? What's your preference? Ah, uh, man. <laughs> if, if they have to CGI out that mustache, I'm going to be staring at his upper lip. Me too. The entire movie. I'm going to be like, it's I'll twitching. What. Why is it twitching? <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to look right, even with CGI. It's like that green oh, lantern mask that floats all over his yes, face. It's gonna be uh, like, uh, I, although, I would love to see like a 70s porn Superman style. You know? That could work. Like a Tom Selleck style yeah, Superman. Yeah, a little man. Tom Selleck style <laughs> Superman. So, uh, next... Doesn't ru- everybody. The next... This is more recent rumor. Uh, reshoot, Joss Whedon reshoots to lighten the movie, and particularly Cyborg's part in the movie... Uh, and Joe Morton actually confirms this. The guy who plays his dad, uh, mm. he says, uh, I think I heard that there was a need from the studio to lighten up the film in a way that the film felt too dark. Uh, and he says that they did uh, do a lot of reshoots with Cyborg. They're brief, if anything. Zach picked a great director to help clean up for us. Well, let me interject here. Yeah. You guys remember that trailer in the movie for Batman versus Superman for the Justice League? Uh, yes. Oh, yeah. yeah the middle yeah, part that had nothing yeah, to do yeah, with it. The anything. part where he yeah. sends Wonder Woman the files where he designed logos for all of them. Yes. Um, Cyborg's little clip yeah. was like, if you guys remember, like the more horrific of all of yeah, them. Yeah. It was like his body. He was screaming. He was screaming. It's it was like just like his lung and yeah. his like face. Yeah. So, I mean, that was the tone they were, it seemed like they were going to try to carry into this and. I, yeah, I, I I agree that 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 should be lightened up a little bit. I don't think that's, that it needs to be that serious. It says here, Zack Snyder had previously emphasized Cyborg's role as the heart of Justice League, and now, like with Wonder Woman being popular, I'm wondering who is really oh, going to yeah. be. That's got to be Wonder Woman. It's right? got to be Wonder Woman. Nobody knows anything about Cyborg. Uh, so, and there, his movie is still on track. Cyborgs for 2020. They said, are they still doing it? I thought that the, they list Comic Con listed didn't list that. They didn't list it, but somebody said that yeah, we're still. But I don't, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> right. I don't know. Joe, what do you think of the cyborgs look in these trailers? 
I, I think he looks pretty good. Yeah. Uh, the, I mean, I think the CGI has been getting a little bit better. He seemed a little early on. It seemed a I'm little have bit. To disagree with Joe. Uh, I think he looks terrible. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not that the, it's getting better. It's we're getting, we've already acquiesced to what he looks like. That's what it is. Like, I think he's he used like, to it. I think like he looks like Megatron with an African-American face. He's on a, it. he's oh, a mushy man. transformers style armor kind of going on there. I mean, it's, it's still early. So there's probably going to be a oh, lot yeah, more I, tweaking with the special effects. I, I feel like this movie has been in production for like five years. I know. Like every week, <laughs> like, going on? What, like how long can they rework this movie? The next rumor is that Joss Whedon was hired to make Justice League lighter, like we said, but to replace the ending, which uh, is another interesting thing. Ding, ding, ding. There's that, there's that word. Cause Steppenwolf is going to be the villain. And then a lot of people were expecting dark side to show up at the end. Yeah. Is he taking dark side out? Uh, I, I still think Steppen- <laughs> Steppenwolf is a weird villain to have. Cause nobody knows who the fuck Steppenwolf is to begin with. Oh my God. You should look up Steppenwolf in the cartoon of like the, the actual wolf comes up. Oh, I think friend. of magic carpet ride. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I think of uh, magic carpet ride. And what's the other song? Uh, they had a couple Born of good to be wild Born to be wild. Steppenwolf. Born to be wild. It's such a it's <laughs> such a fucking mess. It, here's the thing: there's no point in doing Steppenwolf if you're not doing Darkseed later, right? But they didn't. Darkseed was always going to be like, well, wait, you're just copying Thanos because that was always going to be like, yeah. hey, yeah, it's the same shit, yeah. Even though Darkseed came first, yes. So, but then they decided they're not doing a two part movie, and they're totally going away from what Snyder planned. So now you're just stuck with Steppenwolf. And I don't know. That just seems stupid too. Like who? No, you guys. Sense. No one knows who Steppenwolf no. is. I That's remember Steppenwolf deep. from like a from an action figure ad from a long time ago. I just remember they used to have like the uh, Batman and Superman toys from Kenner. And there was a Steppenwolf toy. That's that's where I, that's where I know him from. I never even seen him in a comic book. I just know him from the toy. And that's from like a long fucking time ago, where most people are not even alive back then. So they listen to the show. So uh, yeah, it's probably not the right guy. <laughs> <laughs> not the right well, guy the thing at is, all. Is they didn't. They were planning for this to be a two-part movie, and now they're yeah. apparently holding back a little bit and seeing how this is going to do. So then it would be stupid to tease a villain that you might not make a movie for. So I get what they're kind of doing. It's just they dug themselves into a hole with Steppenwolf, and you got parademons coming. Like you, parademons are coming. Uh, mother boxes. Yeah. That's all dark side stuff. Joe, what do you think of like uh, the the last trailers that came out? It showed a little bit more of a lighter tone. There were some jokes, but to me, it still looks like it's going to be a bunch of action scenes, just like barely stitched together with no like through line, kind of like Batman versus Superman. Ah, and that's the problem. Uh, you have to have a good story mixed in with all of that. Uh, they did a pretty decent job with Wonder Woman. That's been the only really good movie so far. I mean, personally, I did like Man of Steel a lot. I know it's been got some mixed reviews. That's probably my second favorite one. Yeah, but oh, you had a lot to choose gonna, from. Yeah, <laughs> out of the four. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, what are they going to do with this one? It seems like all the executives are—they don't really know where they're going with the story. They don't seem to have a plan with it. No. And now you've got two different directors. Yes. That really contrast each other. Yes. And you know, I don't have any problems with. You know, a darker tone, you know, it doesn't have to be exactly like Marvel, 
but you need to pick one or the other and trying to rework it now. Like, uh, I, I hope this movie doesn't turn out to be a mess. I mean, I, you know, I, I, in a perfect world, Zack Snyder's action with Joss Whedon's character and, uh, you know, a conversational aesthetic that would make a great movie. Problem is, I, how long has Joss actually been working on this? Maybe they didn't tell us, or is he coming in last minute and reshooting the whole fucking thing? Um, I don't know if he's doing the. He can't be doing the whole. No, thing. this is, it's just going to be a mess. Ideal world, you would have seen Snyder's version. Grant, granted, I don't have confidence in it, but that's ideally what you have wanted to see. You, you don't want this, where you got this weird mismatch of directors and now tones and now studio interference because they're looking at Wonder Woman and how that did and how Batman v Superman did and now they're like, well, let's change it to focus on Wonder Woman. Like that, that that's not what you want no. in this whole movie. Well, I I want to step in and say we've heard like bad press and and people slamming movies before like wonder woman got there was a big thing about wonder woman sucking balls yeah. right that's a, that was a mess someone so, said early on right yeah so yeah. like there's a lot of this movie's a mess and blah 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 and uh now with batman versus superman it ended up being true with man of steel it ended up being like okay there, there was a misfire there but like it wasn't like as bad on, on a level of no batman versus superman with all these dream sequences and no narrative so they hopefully they learned their lesson from doing that kind of story and maybe they just want to lighten it up a little bit. It could be a mess. It could be a huge fucking mess, but maybe it's not. We don't, we don't really know yet. We don't know. And here's the other thing is Zack Snyder. It's, it'll be better than Batman v Superman. Oh, I think so. It, it has, so. To be. It it has to be. worse. Just the trailers alone are better. Yes. Right? Yes. The Snyder, the Snyder actually still has creative control so he can veto anything that they do. And Warner brothers has to let him, Really? Yes, according to it says. Uh, wh- I don't know if they, they would give a director that much power. Uh, well, he's. All, I mean, he's. I think he's also part producer. That's true. Uh, it says Snyder remains in control, meaning if he actually intended to override whatever lightened movie Snyder was making, Warner Brothers would be in clear violation of <laughs> the DGA. Uh, so, and Toby Emmerich went out of his way spe- to specify continued involvement from the Snyder. So, in that sense, I think he wants to see the movie. To the end. Uh, and then the sixth rumor that just the newest one is that uh, an early cut was unwatchable. And this is why they've called for these extensive reshoots. <laughs> uh, but the writer specifies that this cut was from October 2016, right at the end of principal photography, which means there's oh. no effects in there, sound effects. So he could be saying that it was unwatchable because it was unfinished. Yeah, uh, who knows? But... Uh, Hollywood Reporter reported that on that screening, Zack Snyder left the project specifying Zack wasn't satisfied and brought Joss Whedon in to write additional scenes. So, we'll see what we... October 2016? Yeah. This, so, this movie... Wait, that, that doesn't make any sense. The timeline makes no absolutely that's no sense. That's when they finished... They were done with photography and, and they had in, a cut. He brought in Whedon in October of 2016. Um, I don't know if he means then, think, but okay. it, it, could be, it could be that Joss was working on this the whole time and just we didn't know. You know, or they were yeah. thinking about it, or they were in conversation. Mm. But all that, that, that what, one what seems happens, a little weird. What happens when you shoot a movie is basically, um, as the footage is coming out, the daily, especially digital or film or whatever, as soon as it gets processed, it goes right to the editor, and the editor starts putting an assembly together right. that's based on the script. Right, and it's just a rough assembly. Like there's all other shots that they can use, blah blah blah. But they, the editor tries to put together the most cohesive thing, and then. Joss Whedon go either if he's a part of it or he gets to see it at some point and and make changes to it 
I think that's the cut that everybody's talking about, the first assembly. And if it was unwatchable, right. they, that's when they go back and do reshoot. reshoot. Well, that's when you're like, oh, we need this. We got to add this. Yes. I'm going to need one no. of these. Let's ask Joss what he thinks. What can you add here? You know, what are your thoughts? So. Yeah, that's like a, that's like the embryo stage of a film. What a, what a shitstorm! And the shitstorm only gets bigger with Ben Affleck's stupid brother Casey Affleck uh, saying some shit. Now I don't know if he was fucking around or he didn't know. Uh, basically, Casey Affleck uh, on a radio interview in Boston said that Ben is not going to do the Batman. I don't think. Sorry to say that he's like, wait, is that breaking news? Because I was just kind of making that up. I don't know. Kind of backpedaling. And then uh, Casey's reps had to come out and say Casey Affleck was having fun with the folks at the Red Sox game where he threw out the first pitch in support of the Jimmy Fund and not speaking from a place of firsthand knowledge. He'll continue. And then confirmation from Ben's rep saying he'll continue to be Batman as long as the studio will have him. But this is weird because, look, these guys are brothers. You would imagine they hang out. They talk. Now, either Casey Affleck is. He absolutely knows. If, but I don't think Ben Affleck actually knows what he's doing yet. Okay. So you think Casey That's was just fucking around with uh, the I think media. that he knows his game plan. And I think he's reading the tea leaves. I think he's like, uh, this movie looks like it's going to suck balls. And <laughs> if it does, then Ben's out. So the, that's, that's I think he was making a little conjecture right there. Uh, so you think Affleck was speaking from just what he observed? Casey was. Yeah. What he observed. Because I, I was like, is he fucking with the media? Um, and then Ben Affleck did come out and uh, just mentioned that this Batman is going to have a more comic booky Batman in Justice League instead of the revenge-obsessed Batman we saw in Batman versus Superman. Right. So he's like, we're going to have a much more traditional Batman. Spend like a lot of time on this. Dude, with all these rumors, uh, we'll end it with this. Joe, what are your hopes for this movie? <laughs> What <laughs> the uh, the Justice League movie? Yes. I, uh, you know, I, I hope it's good. And I have to say, if anybody could pull this mess of a movie together, it's going to be Joss Whedon. Yeah. The guy's a great director. He knows how to make ensembles work. I I, I think he's going to be able to pull it off. Is it going to be a great movie? Maybe I hope, but uh, I think it at least won't be a bad movie. That's that's going to be my hopes. I mean, having Joss there, just the prospect of Joss Whedon being there is is exciting. But can you, can you believe we've had now Joss Whedon? Yeah. Well, I don't know if he'll get the the full direct. He probably won't get the yeah, full. Yeah, who's going to get credit. the credit? That's the other well, thing I was wondering. He, he'll he'll have directed Justice League and Avengers, and you'll have had J.J. Abrams do Star Trek and Star Wars. Wow, <laughs> wow. That's pretty That's crazy. Just That's two guys point. running oh, it. Yeah, two guys who uh, who know their shit. So uh, you know, give them more. Give them all the trust and the faith. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, again, it's I'm going to be their front row for this train wreck. It's turning into one of those movies. Really? I don't think that's a great scene, Imran. No. Well, y- your neck hurts after a while. Yeah, you, yeah. you got to look up a lot. And you don't really have much of a neck. No, either. I don't. I'm all torso. I'm all oh. short torso. And, <laughs> oh uh, shit! Tiny torso, long legs. My, like SpongeBob. My, exactly. My my belt is right <laughs> below my nipples. If you ever see me you, in person. Oh, if you've seen him walk around <laughs> the office with his fucking shirt tucked in. Oh my god. His belt you is wear a little... yellow shirt and brown pants. And... <laughs> Listen, I come from short it, it, torso his waistline jeans. is at his nips. It has to be. Pakistanis aren't known for their long torsos. Let me tell you, it's just <laughs> it's genetic. What can I tell you? Okay, let's talk about uh, 
uh, Fox's crazy, stupid, and non-Spider-Man, Spider-Man universe. Sony, Sony. Sorry, Sony. Sony. Silver, oh, this is even worse. Silver and Black, the movie that's going to be about the Black Cat and Silver oh, Sable. Oh, my God. Uh, we have some plot details and a release date. Oh. So this is what the movie is going to be the gist of it. Felicia Hardy, also known as the Black Cat, is going to wind up being hunted by Mendel Strom. When she steals something of of his using what's described as an enhancement, this puts Silver Sable, who's a mercenary, on her tail because of the lethal, the lethal mercenary hopes Hardy will lead her to Strom, who has been performing some kind of experiments on the Simcarian people, which is the country uh, Silver Sable comes from. The two then decide to put their differences aside and team up to stop Strom and his cronies Scorpion and Tarantula. Scorpion. Oh. And I don't know if it's going to be the the guy from uh, Homecoming. It probably will be. I don't think it will be. So this the way this plays, it seems like Silver Sable is the main protagonist of the it's story. It's a thief and a mercenary it's a story. a thief and a mercenary. Black Cat yeah. is more of the secondary uh, of of the story. And this is, uh, they said, this is coming out. What's this date here? 2019, right? All right. So basically what you have here is a female... Uh, starring movie with two female heroines that are the main leads. Yep. Um, yep. Wait, there's could... a there's a one one quick point before you finish, Rugs. They're releasing this, I think, a month prior to when Captain Marvel comes out. So they're trying to they're trying to build up that buzz of female led superhero. February eighth, twenty nineteen is when this is coming out. Absolutely. So they could capitalize on that. Now, who would they get to be Silver Sable and Black and Black Cat? And how sexy they look in their outfits, and what they do, and if they tone them down or not, uh, I don't know. This could either it could go it could be really like uh, cheesy and fun, or it could be kind of kind of milk toast, which is what I'm predicting. And I mean, are they going to go rated R like Venom? Or are they going to go PG thirteen? Yeah. They have a director, Joe. Uh, hearing what this movie's about, the fact that these are secondary Spider Man characters, and there's no Spider Man. Uh, does this? Are you interested in this at all? Does this pique your interest to watch this movie? Oh man, this is going to be so hard to pull off. Right? <laughs> it's just, I just see this being a bomb. I don't want it to be because I'm a big comic book movie fan. But I mean, you got to have a small budget. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you got to cast it perfectly. Yeah. The story's got to be right. So many things have to go right for this movie to make money. Because who cares about nobody? Black Cat and yep. Sable. Who cares about them except for? Uh, yeah, they gotta have a small budget. Like hardcore Spider-Man fans. If they look well, really cool, yeah. If they look really cool, then people will just for the the cosplay aspect of it will check it out, or it'll get buzz buzz on it. And I mean, how much in the marketing do you even play up from the pages of Spider-Man? Come you yeah. know, or do you even I, mention I, I, it? I think you have to play that up. Yes, I think you have to have fucking Tom Holland in the movie in some uh. aspect, or at least a <laughs> but, stunt double in the suit. As I was saying, like the the thing about Silver Sable and Black Cat is that they're both very sexy characters. Yes, yes. And they're going to take. Uh, they could either. I, I don't really see uh, who's doing this movie. Fox. Uh Sony. 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 I don't really see them going getting that sexy with their stuff. I really don't see them like doing that. They're no, gonna, the- they're going to suck all the the fun out of it. Joe is right. Uh, you have to cast this just perfectly and the story has to be perfect. And the other movie, Venom, the R-rated movie, that's an even crazier question. How the fuck are you going to pull this off? Uh, this came off in The Hollywood Reporter. Joining Tom Hardy there, looking at Riz Ahmed to join this movie. And Riz Ahmed, who's just in Rogue One, who's great in that, and he's great in The Night Of. Uh, we really don't know who he's playing. People have speculated 
Carnage, which I think is weird, but I the guess that I like that makes more sense is possibly the chameleon. Yeah, he could play. But uh, just the, the the cast power for Venom, Tom Hardy, and now you're going to have Riz Ahmed. Like, I, I, but I don't understand how you're going to do this. Joe, are you a Venom fan at all? You know, I I love that whole Venom storyline. I do kind of want to see this movie. I'm hoping really hard that this doesn't suck, though. It's going to be but another one that's like, how do you Tom do Tom Hardy's a great actor. Yes. I hope they don't waste him on this movie because it, it has potential. Well, I, we'll have to see. I have uh, like three thoughts. Yeah. I, I still won't believe that Sony is actually making these movies until they start shooting. Until they start shooting, because I kind of agree with what Belosky brought up. Is I think Sony is just posturing to ha- say we have these things in the works so that they can eventually sell their movie division. That's number one. Yeah. Number two, I don't think a Venom movie gets made unless Tom Hardy was cast. Yeah. So I, I, if they didn't cast Tom Hardy, I think they'd be like, eh, I don't know about this. And number three. More so, in my opinion, uh, than the Silver Sable Black Cat movie, Silver and Black, Venom without Spider-Man is really fucking weird. Yes. Yes. Because Venom is, I mean, that that's like... He's anti-Spider-Man. He's a, yeah, he's like Green Goblin. <laughs> yes. like, he's, he's Spider-Man's arch nemesis besides Green Goblin. He's like, literally you don't, opposite Spider-Man. You yeah, don't, you're <laughs> missing a huge part yes. of the story. Right, you, you don't do a, a Red Skull movie without Cap. <laughs> yes. You don't, do, you don't do a Joker movie without Batman. Like, exactly. This is fucking weird. Yeah, it's very weird and like <laughs> very good points. Very good points. The other two are not tied to Spider-Man right. as much, so you're good. I mean, you're right. Venom is like you're basically cutting him out the, off at the legs right there, and just yeah, just creating a new character at this point. Now, I would love. I think to- they might go. They might go. This is my theory. I think they might go. Flash Thompson, military veteran. Venom, oh, and just skip over Eddie Brock and just altogether. yeah, and just skip over Eddie Brock. Huh. Man, I would love. Like he's to this see- military vet that's like a paraplegic. And now gets the Venom symbiote. And Where does like that back. come from? Where, I don't know. This, I, I don't know. <laughs> you need Spider-Man. That's <laughs> Spider-Man. I would love to see Spider-Man in an R-rated movie. That also would be crazy. Are they doing... Is this a confirmed this is, R? I believe this is supposed to be R-rated. This thing... They have Carnage, right? Because it has, so has to be. I mean, they want it to be like a dark, violent movie. They're going to start shooting this soon. This is... Uh, next October, this fucking thing comes out. Uh, and so that's a very, uh, it's, that's kind of soon. I mean, a little over a year. They got to start, you would start shooting pretty soon. Yeah. yeah. yeah you got to start get shooting this can. thing, but boy, I don't have hopes for either of these. And like, I'm just morbidly curious as to what this movie is going to be. Both of these, uh, Sony, I don't know what you're doing over there. Uh, let's talk about Godzilla a little bit. Now, Godzilla, he's a very kind of a niche fandom as we've talked about on the show with the G fest, Joe Henry, you into the Godzilla at all. I, I've watched a lot of their movies. I still have not seen Shin Godzilla yet. With all that you guys been talking about it, I need to watch it. But I used to watch all the original ones as a kid when it came on TV, and I, I loved them. I nice. thought they were great. Yeah, cool. This guy's See? awesome. Joe's the best dude. He's an awesome listener. He's the fucking best. I'm running you off. <laughs> okay, hey, I'm done. You're the host. <laughs> He's the, no, he's no, the new nerd. No. We're similar in age and generation. We have a lot of shared things. And he has a torso. And he's got a taller torso than I am. I'll have to raise the mic up a little bit for you, Joe. But well, if, if torsos help me qualify, yes. then I'm in there. All you need is a torso to be a, a member of this podcast, listener. If you have a torso, you're in. Uh, Godzilla 2 director, Michael Doherty. This is the uh, legendary, the sequel to the first Godzilla from, was it 2014? 
Uh, just made an announcement to all Godzilla fans out there. Be on the lookout for Easter eggs. The director tweeted an image today that should be recognizable to fans of the 1954 original Godzilla. So this picture, it says day 41 and it's a device. It's got two round uh, ends with a little nipple and bars, and there's Rugs, a, have you seen a round it? circle yeah, I know what it in is. the middle. Okay. For those that don't you, know, you guys, you tell us Rugs, what, it is. what is this thing? It's the Oxygen Destroyer. The Oxygen dun, dun, dun. Destroyer. Oh, shit. It's uh, the uh, weapon that Sarazawa makes, who's the scientist in the original movie, that uh, destroys Godzilla. Like, he throws it in the water, and it... it uh, Basically turns everything in the water like uh, into like mole- it disperses the molecules. Oh, it dissipates them and yeah, just destroys and everything. It basically fries anything that's in the water. So that's what they used to kill the first Godzilla. Cool. I don't know if this is going to be like if this is going to be in the background of the movie, just like a nod, or if it'll be part of it. But what do you guys think as Godzilla fans of this little this little nod to? the I mean, original? if they use it, well, the way it was used in 1954, it was to kill Godzilla. And then it's been referenced in another movie called Godzilla vs. Destoroya, <laughs> if you pronounce it the way it's phonetically spelled. Good pronunciation. Um, Destoroya. Destoroya. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Destoroya, Destoroya is created from uh, remnants of that uh, oxygen destroyer, whatever that fuck that. I, oh. I, I, it's too convoluted to explain, but it's basically he is a living embodiment of an oxygen destroyer. Cool. This is in the sequel. This is the one that's going to have all uh, the Mothra and the Rodan and the King. Yeah, it's going to have all the monsters. I don't know. I don't know. I I think that uh, if they use it, they have to use it to try and kill Godzilla. So if he dies in the second movie, that's not good. Or it's just sitting in the background and it's like, oh, look, there's the thing. Isn't that maybe? Or maybe they point to go. We tried to use this and it didn't work. We thought it worked, but it didn't. Or we got one of them with one of these, but we don't know the technology. Joe, what's your favorite Godzilla movie? Man, kill all monsters. <laughs> I believe it's destroy all monsters, you nerd. Right. God, you know, I, I forget some of the names of them because I haven't seen them in so many years. You, if you just describe um, a scene, uh, me or Rugs will be able to yeah. tell you. Oh, man, I, I love some of the ones where, you know, you see Godzilla teaming up with some of the other monsters like Mothra. But uh, one of the cool ones that always comes back to me was there was one guy and he like turned into like this robot. That's Jaguar. <laughs> Everyone loves that I, movie. It always comes I, up. I don't know. I just always thought that was kind of Godzilla cool. versus Megalon. The Megalon that was, yeah. I mean, yeah. There and there was the, the Mechazilla one where it was like the Robotzilla. Yeah, yeah. yeah Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla. The original one. <laughs> those were all great. Those so, were all great. That was, those are from like that era where they were like in really like pro wrestling tag team-ish. Well, it's for kids. It was for yeah. little kids yeah, to I, watch. I've seen all the newer ones except for you know, Shin Godzilla, and, and they're okay. Um, but they just—I don't know—they just—they they, kind of missed something that some things that the originals had. So yeah. Well, Toho has new Godzilla content coming out, and this time it's their first animated Godzilla feature, Godzilla Monster Planet. It's going to be on Netflix in November, and we have we had a little teaser. They just released the first full-length trailer and a poster that gives you a really good look at this Godzilla design. Did you guys get a chance to check out this trailer? Oh, I've seen it. You've seen the trailer. It's all it's in Japanese. Uh yeah. but uh it looks sick, dude. This like the animation looks really awesome. The action looks cool and I I kind of dig this giant hulking Godzilla design. This is like, it's in the future. The earth is covered in monsters and there's spaceships firing at Godzilla. Pretty cool. Anthony, what'd you you think of this trailer? It looks good. I mean, it's, 
basically all the things from like all the different eras of Godzilla, you ah, know, the monsters, ah. the, the spaceships, that's all different aspects of Godzilla with with the, the like American looking design. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Rugs, your thoughts? Well, yeah, I'm interested to see how much Godzilla's in this movie. Um, because they're still kind of hiding them. Yeah, he yeah, doesn't show up till the very end of the trailer. Also, and, and that's what I don't understand. When you're doing an animated movie, the budget doesn't matter because, like, you're not trying to integrate special effects all in the same sandbox. So it doesn't cost you more to do a Godzilla shot than it does anything else. Once you have created the model, once you've rendered it, good point. Uh, yeah, so I, I, I want to hopefully that we see the most Godzilla screen time that we've ever seen in a movie, or at least like enough to be satisfying. Joe, did you get a chance to check out this trailer? I did. I'm in. Yeah, you like uh, it? Give me, give me sci-fi. Give me Godzilla. I love the premise. I, I'm looking forward to seeing it. Do you watch anime at all, or is that something that you yes. do? Yes. Yeah, I, lo- I love anime. I love anime. Ooh. Okay, cool. I saw the original Ghost in the Shell yes. like, uh, when, when it first came out on VHS. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah, So yeah, and I, I loved it. So I saw the, the Scarlett Johansson version, too. Anthony, that's that square thing with the white holes in it. There's two white circles. And uh, what are you referring to? VHS? VHS? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> You're a moron. I, 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 I grew up with VHS. I'm kidding. I'm talking to him like he's 16 years old. I'm a fucking asshole. I'm almost uh, 30. <laughs> Damn it. I need younger people on the show. My jokes aren't landing. Uh, no, I'm psyched about this Godzilla. I'm going to check it out. Uh, moving on to something that looks like crap. Can I tell a quick VHS story? Oh, sure. So <laughs> when I was a child, yes, you know, you, you stick the tape in and like you, you look at the, the cover and it's like, oh, Godzilla. And you stick yeah. the tape in and a yeah. Godzilla film appears. Yeah. And, he's, you know, you stick a X-Men tape in, X-Men yeah. appear. Yeah. So then I had a lollipop. Uh, okay. And I was like, <laughs> what if I stick, this, I stick in? this lollipop in there? Well, more lollipops appear. So suffice to say, I stuck a lollipop in the VCR and I broke our and now my we parents' need a VCR. New VCR. You little yeah. shit! My head is basically like you little fucking shit. Your what dad, is wrong with you? Your, dad, your mom's trying to watch Dynasty. And she's like, Who put the fucking lollipop in the VCR? <laughs> but as a kid, you're like, oh wait, could I get more lollipops? I mean, your logic is uh, is pretty solid. Like I'll yeah. small, you know, I still think that would happen. What if I, I shove right? this in? I shoved in a hundred because when you stuck a tape in the visa, you barely had to push it in. You it would just like sucked tap it, in. it and it would suck in. Like, yeah, it was the most amazing thing. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, good old VHS. Yeah, those are uh, days. I want to quickly uh, talk about the shitty Inhumans show oh, that, because we're two weeks away from this thing premiering in IMAX September first, and that it's going to be on TV. And the reason why it looks cheap is because it was filmed as quickly and cheaply as it looks, confirmed by the director, uh, director Roel Rainey, talked about why Marvel hired him for the job. He says, I think they like me for the job because I was able, with my action movies, to shoot in a very short time or with very low budgets, action that looks like a big budget movie. He, what movies did he direct? Uh, we'll have to look that up. It was not a feature film. Roel Rainey. I'll look him up while you talk about him. He says it was not a feature film. It was a TV episode, but they still wanted to have the scope. The schedule was super tight. I had TV schedule time to shoot it with IMAX cameras, 20 days to shoot two episodes. It's nerve wracking, but I come from a low budget film world. So 20 days for me is a luxury. He continued. He did not mention whether underexposed promotional photos with terrible wigs were also considered a luxury. Joe... Uh, oh my god, he's directed the worst movies I've ever okay, seen. Yeah, so I'm looking at the what movies. What has he directed? 
Like, just anything that he's touched has been dog shit. <laughs> so, like, it's literally all been sequels of terrible movies. So, oh, no. for instance, uh, The Marine 2, which is the sequel oh, to The Marine no. with John Cena. Yes. Uh, Death There's Race 2. There's not one good movie on oh. here. Scorpion King 3. Oh, crap. 12 uh. Rounds Part 2. <laughs> the Condemned Part 2. And The Man with the Iron Fist. Part two. Oh, he's made sequels to things people don't give Our a shit about. Too. All yeah. straight I to video. I tried to watch that, and it was so terrible. The only thing that he that's good yeah. is, is probably Black Sails, and he only did one episode. They didn't want him back. They're after like, he did fuck one. you. Plus, we got Scott Buck, who fucked up Iron Fist, show running this fucking oh piece of shit. He also wow. he also said. Uh, there was always a Marvel executive around me just to make sure that whatever I did or whatever we did together would tie in with other characters in other universes and other comics and other series or movies, Renee said. They're very protective. These people are very passionate about the product and about characters and about doing the best version of everything. He said, I heard of all these horror stories of working with Marvel, but I didn't feel that way. Joe, what do you think of the Inhumans trailer and footage we've seen so far? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's a correct response. Uh, man. <laughs> Are you a fan of the Inhumans at all in any form? Uh, I never really read any of their comics. I haven't really seen them. They were, you know, mentioned in in um the Shield TV Agents show. Agents of Shield, yes. The Agents yeah, of yeah. Shield. They had them in that a little bit. Uh, this doesn't sound like it's a recipe for success, no, does it? it? <laughs> no, it doesn't. And like, how embarrassing it's, is it going to be when nobody goes to see this in IMAX uh, and make no money? All the movies he's directed are like holy shit sequels with yes. WWE wrestlers in the lead. <laughs> all, and they're like, it says video next to all of them. Oh yeah, they're all that straight too. to video. Yeah. Why did they hire this guy? This I don't know. This whole thing is doomed. Look, there's this saying, and I think it applies here. There's there's three things you can have when you're making something. It could be good, it could be fast, and it could be cheap. Now, you can only utilize two of those three things at any one time. Meaning, if you want it fast and cheap, it's not going to be good. If you want it good and fast, it ain't going to be cheap. If you want it cheap and good, it's not going to be fast. It looks like they went for the fast and cheap which means it ain't gonna be. That's good. I didn't. Did you come up with that? No, I've uh, I've heard that actually. When oh, but that doesn't uh, make sense. Like if if that was the case, that they would just every movie would take two years to make because you could save a shitload of money. Well, in comparison, <coughs> this was filmed in what twenty days? Yes, twenty yeah. days yeah. to shoot two episodes. That's gonna be this movie. So. Wow, what a disaster. So this is going to be great. This is going to be great when this thing comes out. Moving, let's talk about something Marvel makes on TV. I'll, I'll, I'll say this. Yes. I think they didn't realize that how much backlash Iron Fist would get when they decided Scott Buck would be yeah. the showrunner for this. Yeah. And then once they did, they were like, oh, fuck. Yeah. This is bad. Yeah. I want to know what this guy did to get this, <laughs> get this show. He must have like, how did, on How did someone. they put their faith on a network TV show? On a fucking I mean, major network. Did they run out of money? Or a direct-to-TV, direct-to-video yeah. director. Like, and the and doing the shittiest movies of all time. And I believe, wouldn't they have a bigger budget than, like, Netflix uh, like, to spend this on when this? I, when I talk about shitty movies, we're talking about, like, Rotten Tomatoes. Like, these are the shitty movies that I'm yes. talking about. Yeah. These are the real <laughs> shitty movies <laughs> that should get, like, a 10 <laughs> and, like, a 15 and 18. These His movies, look these up. Yes. And then you know what a, what a 20 is. These are the true <laughs> shitty movies. But, okay, fuck the Inhumans. Let's talk about the most exciting thing that's hitting Netflix. Listener, by the time this show posts, it'll be out. You may have watched some of it. You may have watched all of it. You may have watched none of it. I'm talking about The Defenders. Geek Boner. On Netflix, uh, premiering tomorrow, we're recording on the day... 
before. Joe, how excited are you for the Defenders on Netflix? I'm looking forward to it. I, I can't wait. I am not a completely caught up. That is my plan is to finish up a, a couple of series I haven't finished. But uh, what, what do you need to fi- you need to finish Iron Fist? Iron Fist <laughs> is a tough one. Iron Fist I haven't even started yet because Ooh. of the comments you guys have made on it. I'm not looking forward to it. It's rough. My friends are, told me about it. And I got about halfway through um, Luke Cage, mm-hmm. and as soon as Cottonmouth died, it just—I I lost interest. I need to get back to it to finish it up. L- let me let me spoil started. some things for you, but not really. Uh, you're about to get to the shitty portion of Marvel on Netflix. Yes, which is the back half which of Luke Cage, yeah, yeah, yes. all of Iron Fist. Yes, <laughs> you got to work through that. That's what you guys were saying on the show when you were reviewing it, and that kind of made me lose some interest. I'm still going to go back and watch it, but yeah, I'm, I, I'm not I feel you, man. I'm, I'm a completist too. I had to watch everything. <laughs> Defenders really has a lot of work. It's got to redeem Iron Fist. First of all, they put out a couple of final trailers. There's one with Sigourney Weaver uh, with a lot of her dialogue, and it's just cool seeing someone like Sigourney Weaver and all of them, and she's talking to them. Like I got really stoked. This thing is sitting at 78%. On the Rotten Tomatoes. What did I tell you about? What did we? We're going to talk about this. Yes. Why, why are you leading with that? That's not the score to lead with. <laughs> it's not. This is what I'm going to get at. Sidebar. Okay, Ruggs had shared this awesome video from Screen Junkie News uh, YouTube station called You're Using Rotten Tomatoes Wrong. I'll put the link in the show notes. This was Great brilliant. Video. Yes. Thank you to Rug Boy. Uh, Anthony, what does he explain? We were wrong about how Rotten Tomatoes works. For, first off, everyone should watch it because I actually didn't know this. But yes. the, the score that Rotten Tomatoes cleverly kind of hides for some reason is the average user rating which is basically every user that or every uh, reviewer that goes on to Rotten Tomatoes has to rate it out of 10 and then they take this rating and then this is a much more accurate representation of what the critical consensus is of a show or a movie and this rating for defenders although 78% fresh is a 6.63 out of 10 so out of 10 so and and they actually get to decide if their review is rotten or fresh, don't they? The reviewer. They do. Yeah, we, yeah, did, we, 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 were, we were wrong on that too. Up. So and we rugs, were you were you were like they should have to give a numerical thing, and they do, and it's there. Yeah, why? Why? Nobody knows. Nobody it's knows there. it's there. And the the thing that's even more egregious than that is that if you're on your mobile, not, you can't even see yeah, that. I not, tried that, and it, this is true. You can't. Isn't that see crazy? It. You have to go. You have to set your phone to uh, to, to get the desktop version in order to see it. It's not so, on mobile. Uh, so in a default mobile configuration, you won't see that ever. So there, that's shenanigans to me. It is. I agree with you. I, I think the number is correct. Seventy-eight percent is correct in that seventy-eight percent of the reviewers like it, but it doesn't tell you the degree of how much they liked it. The average rating is a much better yes. uh, indicator of that. Joe, what do you, how do you uh, how do you use Rotten Tomato scores? Do you place a lot of emphasis on them beforehand, or do you just like, yeah, okay, that's the number? Well, I uh, I always like to check it just to kind of see like if if it's a movie I'm interested in. What are the critics saying? Sure. But um, I it's really funny. I always kind of do a Google search for uh, Rotten Tomatoes, and I always like to look at the the audience reviews, and I I take that into account more because I find myself often disagreeing with what the critics say mm. like a lot, and um, because there's a lot of movies they totally trash, and I like I really like them a lot. So, you know, I, I think the audience as a whole seems you, you get a more accurate um, score of kind of where a movie lies. I mean, it's the, it's more of the average moviegoer. They, they I, may I not think, be film snobs like some I of think these as critics. The, as yeah. the video states, um, if you are going to look at critics, you got to look at like critics that you sometimes a lot of the times you agree with and you pick out a couple and you see what they maybe think. 
but then and then you don't really look at like a an amalgamation of all the scores. You look at just who 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 kind of aligns with your opinions on things. Right. Yeah, that's a good way. To I, do it. I, and I mean, and we'll get into this uh, a little bit later, but it really is it's it's a tool and it's just it's not the the system it's you know, it's affecting Hollywood. The system isn't flawed, it's how we the moviegoer is using the system that's well, l- looking at the way the system is used right now, like a 78% on de- on defenders, I'm like if I were to just take that at face value, I'm like, wow. Yeah. Really fucking hyped about this yeah. show. Yeah. Then I look at the average rating, which I've now learned is more accurate yeah. to descri- describe the hype, and I'm like, eh, this is okay. It's this will be an okay 66%, show. It's yeah. percent really. Right. Yeah. It's more so, like, uh, some liked it, some didn't. It's a little above, yeah. It's more, that's that's like, it doesn't condemn it, because that six point something is, it's basically not, it's a little bit more than 50-50. Like, right. Some, like, so it's mixed. So, you might like it right. if you watch it. You don't know. You you have to watch it to, to make sure. So, but that's that's, that's a huge that's leap from seventy eight percent. Yes, yes. Eighty percent is like wow. This is a really good show. Yeah, right, that's right. Way more confident yeah. going in watching something like yep. that, that, thinking it's going to be good. So let's uh, I'll, let's real quick. Jessica Jones season two has started shooting, and guess who showed up in the fucking said pictures? None other than David Tennant. Oh shit flashbacks yep. do you think it's flashbacks or do you think because in these photos there's some photos they tweeted it looks like he's yelling at jessica and malcolm but they don't kind of see him like is it uh uh in their head or can they not shake him or is it a flashback how is he going to come back i'm glad he's back though yeah plenty, plenty of ways to bring him back without actually keeping him alive fucking great villain joe did you like uh jessica jones you saw all of that i meant meant, yeah that that whole show was great i enjoyed it i like the actress i like the villain you know the it was great and the theme the themes were great and it was you know it it elevated it in terms of the ptsd and trauma uh that was a strong one and then the first half of luke cage and then things go a little nilly um let's move on so here's a couple of big uh, netflix news we talked last episode about disney Pulling, wanting to pull their content from Netflix and start their own Netflix, uh, but uh, apparently image all day, baby, all day, <laughs> image, image all day, son. <laughs> <laughs> but Netflix apparently has been in talks with Disney I to fucks with that to keep. Yo, you fuck with that? Uh, <laughs> we fuck with Netflix. Uh, they want they're trying to keep the Star Wars and Marvel content, which what? is smart, which is smart. Yes, that's heavy, dog. That's. <laughs> We've now gone into the uh, other portion of our show. (laughs) Reverse vitiligo, anybody? Oh, Uh, shit. So I think this is great because I was afraid they were going to pull everything, but you were still going to get like Thor Ragnarok, Black Panther, Avengers Infinity War, the next Star Wars movie. They will all show up on Netflix. I I see active discussions. It's not. Is this confirmed? They're trying. It's active. It's not confirmed. But Disney has enough live action animated shit to just take their shit and make their own fucking streaming service. Uh, But it's I don't know. I still think this is the start of of breaking all these things up and people are going to get upset and they're not going to pay for everything. And I'm just going to pirate it. I'm just going to fucking download it and stream it illegally because uh, fuck Don't you. say that. You're a fucking Pakistani, dude. Oh, shit. I'm already, yeah. I'm already on they, a list. They're already gunning for yeah. it. Yeah. So Don't at this give point, them a reason. Uh, that's a good point. At this point, it doesn't matter. I'm already on the list. You hear me, FBI? I know I'm on your list. Uh, but uh, the, <laughs> the, big, the big thing I wanted to talk to you guys about is this movie pass news i don't get this okay what is this so movie pass actually has been around since 2011 it's a subscription service 
where you pay, it started at 30 bucks a month, then it was like 50 bucks a month, then it was like 99. You get this debit card and you could see uh, one movie every in a 24 hour period, excluding IMAX and 3D movies. Uh, what's happened is Mitch Lowe, one of the early Netflix founders, was has joined the company, and he's also he helped them work up the Redbox model, which I still see a lot of people using fucking Redboxes. They that's how they get their movies. He wants to drop the the movie ticket subscription to ten dollars. It is no, it, it's oh, not dropped. It, it is it. dropped. I have a friend that's currently doing it. So when this came out, I went to the website and I could not get on the website. It, it crashed. crashed the website so i don't understand how this works wait they send you an atm card or like a card a credit card that you use and you use the card you pay them 10 bucks you so no you you pay 10 bucks monthly so you've already prepaid you go to the movie theater and you buy with this swipe swipe the card and then after that first 10 bucks the company movie pass is now paying the movie theater every time you go okay so they're they're banking on there being enough subscribers and people not using it as much as you think they would to then not only make money for themselves, but then give the movie theater added revenue that they weren't getting prior to this. Well, and his, this, his thing is like Netflix. He's like, we you need a model that's going to lose a lot in, initially, but go big and wide. And then well, he's also looking at the 10 bucks is the sweet spot for people right, that people will do it. And there was also some talk about he was going to use the data that people gave him to sign up, sell that to the movie theaters. Yeah, they're, they're also talking about how if enough people do this, they'll see the data, people's viewing habits and data and then be able to market to specific specific categories of people dependent on what movies they watch and how often they go to movie theaters. So that's the only incentive for movie theaters to really uh, be a part of this program. AMC is, uh, I think they've opted out of this. Out. Which sucks because I go to a lot of AMC theaters, but they're like, fuck this. Uh, this is a crazy plan because the theaters have got to be freaking out. Joe, have you heard of Movie Pass? Would you subscribe to this for 10 bucks a month? Uh, I have heard of it and it, it does sound like something I would do, but you know, if one of the major movie theater chains is not going right. to into it, which I don't think they should, you know, they're, they're trying to become profitable. I've actually been following the story a lot cause I bought stock in AMC Oh wow! and There's, I've been reading about their this. stock dropped immediately after this came out, right? Oh, uh, well, no, it, well, it came up just a little bit. It dropped after their, I think it was their second quarter mm-hmm. earnings. They didn't do well. There was a lot of bad movies out like Valerian and just, it, this is what happens when there's not a good movie that comes out in that quarter. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of negative sentiment going around where a lot of people that in business industry, they think that movie theaters are like the technology of the past. Mm-hmm. Like Netflix is the future. So people are kind of trying to move away from it. But once we, ha- there's some good movies that come out, you know, we've got justice league coming out, which is probably going to be a good movie, good movie for AMC, even if it's not a good movie for the theaters. We've got um, Infinity War coming up. You got Thor. You got Black Panther. Thor, Ragnarok's coming up. Star Wars. Star Wars. Yeah, Star Wars is coming out next quarter. So uh, I'm not trying to give stock advice, but (laughs) (laughs) you want to make a little extra money and you're willing to gamble a little bit, buy AMC stocks. It's probably going to go up after uh, the fourth quarter earnings report. See, uh, here's a couple things on this. First off, my friend Irwin, who's been on the show, signed up. Okay. Because of this or he had it before? No, he signed up because of this. Okay. There's a $10 sign-in fee. Okay. You you pay an initial $10 and then you're opted into the $10 a month. Currently, he has signed up. There must either be a glitch in the system right now and it's just being overrun. Yeah. 
or it's not as good as people think right now because yeah. we live in Chicago and if he he has the app and he sent us the location and there's exactly one movie theater oh, in Chicago shit. that is on the movie past movie oh, pass list so wow. either the shit is just being like overrun right now and they're just not ready yeah or it's possible. or there's really just one movie theater in the or Chicago these land area have an opted, have it opted in. in yeah um that's one point so yeah. they got to work out a lot of the kinks number 2 this isn't something to actually drive movie business the movie theater business out of business this is actually something to get people going back to movie yes. theaters so that that's that might be a, a light, slightly confusing but it was was the cost of movies is what keep what keeps you from going yes that that is what this guy is also arguing is that movie theaters are now just too expensive yeah and that Nine bucks a month is the, the 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 threshold for what people are willing to pay to go to a movie theater. I think that the tickets, for the most part, are like in the ten dollar range, like ten twelve dollars. They've gone up like to that. the average is like eight eighty two. Yeah. Depending yeah. on what big city you're in, they they could be way higher. But it's what the popcorn and the sitting down and getting everybody everybody else has to that goes with you has to get a seat. Right. So. It is more lucrative to go. I'm gonna even if you pay for a movie at home, you can have as many people as you want. And you can eat for free, right? You know, so um, that's the problem is that the movie theaters are too expensive. Well, this this is worth it if they get enough theaters because this is basically you see one movie and it's already paid for itself. Yeah. Now, I, you know, when I first heard this, I was like, "Shit, I will go see a movie every day." But then I was like, "Would, would I?" Um, I say that now, but it'll probably lose. There's nothing steam. that you want to see right. every day. So the other problem is, and I think this is going to help. Like, no, I that's just, not a problem. That that's what they're banking on to make money is that you're not going to see a movie every day. Uh, what I was going to say is the reports have come out that this is probably the worst box office year for movies in Hollywood in 25 years. 25 years they haven't seen. Uh, stuff this low and there's just been a string of bombs and you know people do just go out to see these tentpole movies but they don't go to see well, any, no, anything it's else it's not even the tentpole movies it's I, I saw a video on this um it's kind of my i was a little interested in it is people aren't seeing even all the big blockbusters anymore they're seeing event films so yes. they're seeing like i think they've labeled like it goes to like five to six movies a year that are considered event films that people are going to so those make a shit ton of money like like beauty and the beast for instance made a shit ton of money yeah or star wars or like avengers like those will make the shit ton of money and then everything else will kind of just be eh, a little bit but so if it's, it's more designed around now just one or two like people are just picking and choosing what films they want to see and not going for every big blockbuster that comes out yeah, I mean they're struggling. They're struggling this summer, and if there's only one theater in Chicago that signed up for this uh, so far, I have to believe that there's a glitch shit. in the system right now. I would people love, are just signing up. Yeah, yeah. I mean they got they crashed. Like we said, it crashed the website. I couldn't even get to the website. Uh, but it's going to be interesting to see where these theaters land. How many more opt out? How many more of these chains opt out? Or how many are like? Look, we need people in the fucking seats. I think this could get people. Like you said, this could get butts in the seats. I'm paying ten bucks a well, month, and, and I think the they're they're pitching it to the theaters that hey, you'll still make money on popcorn, drinks, yeah, concessions, all that money all is that yours, stuff, right? That's all. That's where they make the most of right, their money, right? So uh, I don't know. I was going to sign up. I may still sign up if the fucking website works now. It but does work. I was what? on there. It's it does work. I mean, you do need like 
you can't transfer your past though. So yeah. like you have to go physically. You can't be like giving it to your friend and be like, no, okay. I, that's the thing. It doesn't work. So for you, have, you show up to the theater with this thing. Yeah. And you have to buy a ticket. You can't pre-buy tickets. No, that's the only like thing. That. So if it's a, it's a sold out movie, you're running the risk of going in there and not being able to get a ticket. Oh, that sucks balls. Wait, you yeah. can't like pick your seat and shit like you would if you were on Fandango. Not unless you get there early. Not unless it's so it'll say reserved seating, but it's not. You still physically have to go to mm. the the theater mm. and pick out your seat. Man, so and, you have to get yeah. there early enough to still get a seat if you're, you're expecting like a midnight showing or something like that. I saw right now they have something like tw- maybe twenty thousand subscribers currently, and uh, yeah, it's a current. And if this thing takes off, it'll yeah. change the game. It really will. Remember that box idea that also they were like, you could get a box and for 50 bucks, first run movies at home. Uh, it made me think of that, which that I would do also. I mean, who would have thought that a Netflix who was sending you DVDs yeah. would blow up to what it's become? Yeah, it's crazy. It it's was basically hand. It was basically delivery blockbuster. Yeah, it destroyed. Well, which is why you got this guy, everything. Mitch, this guy, Mitch knows his shit, man. Uh, you know, I think this is, it's he, a bold he did, move. What, Netflix and, and, and Redbox. Bla- Redbox. Well, one of the things that sucked about Blockbuster is that you'd go in there and then the movie that you wanted was out. Right. So this like would take that out. Oh. You, you definitely get the movie eventually. Right, right. Also Blockbuster, they, they didn't have a porn section and I don't trust any <laughs> video store that doesn't have a porn section because you're not a true video store. We had softcore. Yeah, but they didn't have that room in the back where you go through like the saloon doors oh, yeah. and it's all dark and it smells weird. <laughs> Not that I've ever been back there. <laughs> you know, this could work for like the smaller films yes. that, you know, struggle to be in theaters. You know, people get this subscription and they might go see a movie that yeah, they might not yeah. have. And that might bring back, you know, the smaller film industry. So that's where I think this will probably it be. May, that's actually a good yeah. point I didn't think of. It may bring back original movies and, uh, you know. Not, not just, original. It just give more attention to that stuff. They'll just yeah. mandate. They'll just mandate. You have Make to see a movie. more profitable again. Yeah. You know, people are like, hey, you know, let's go see that small indie film. You know, we got this subscription for $10 a month. Let's go check it out. I think the smaller uh, theaters and, like, non-franchise theaters, I think it would help them also to be a part of this. Like, the Davis Theater here that's, like, 100 years old, they renovated down the street. Uh, if they were in on this, I would, I would uh, well, get it, it in a second. This is one way to do it. I mean, I also know that, like, the what is it? I forget what it's called. RDX or whatever. Um, yes, I forget what the that immersive the, the, thing. Yeah, yeah, the immersive experience. Like they're trying to figure out ways. So there's the immersive experience. You could go that route and make things even a little bit more expensive, where you're sitting there and you're actually getting wind blown at you, and it's a ride sort of feel. There's also the theaters that serve you dinner. Yes, and like have bars and like serve you drinks. Yeah, that's not bad. That's different. I mean, they're 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 trying to come up with different ways to get people to come back. To you theaters. know, simply the fact that I can reserve hot chicks, the, yeah, they hot, hot chicks, chicks. Yeah, seat warmers next to you. That's hot chicks. I want to be. I look just the fact that I can pick my seat and I don't have to worry about it. Like that got me going back like to movies that. a little bit more. That is a great move. Well, here let's just go. Do you guys all? Do you guys all still enjoy the movie going experience? Mm. I do. If I get to pick my seats, yes, mm-hmm. and uh, that that. Is really cool because I could pick my seats, pay for the seats, show up, sit down where I want to, and not have and nope. That was a huge thing back in the day, like you couldn't do that, which is like a couple of years ago, right? Where like some asshole will like show up during the during the movie and like try and get seats that you're that you're trying to save or whatever. Yeah, right? yeah. It's really ridiculous. So uh, it, it was a it's, it was a weird experience, you, and, this, and this has taken it away. Do you feel like the price you're paying right now is 
still like, eh, that's cool. I'm fine with that. I don't care about the price. Okay. The only thing about the movies that I don't like is having to take a shit during the movie. <laughs> like that's the really the really the biggest deterrent. Should you for be me. able to pause? Do you want to be able to pause yeah. the movie? Like, just well, for... no. I just like it would be cool if like you were sitting on a toilet. It would be cool if they could just beam it to your phone while you're in the bathroom. <laughs> Look, that's why you need the app Run P. It tells you exactly you when know? to go to the bathroom. It tells you what you miss when you're in the bathroom. It gives you the best. He'd be pick three points where he's like, "Here's the best time." See, but I don't. I don't want to have to wait for. When my bowel movement is about to come out and I'm crowning, like, I'm like, I'm not worried about run pee and looking it up. I'm worried about, let me get the fuck out of here before I make a mess. And then I want to whip out my phone while I'm taking a shit or taking a piss. I got one hand on my penis, one hand on my phone, and, uh, and I'm watching the rest of the movie that I'm missing and I walk back in. Joe, let me ask you, do you find yourself having to take a shit in the middle of the movie or are you more like a, re- a normal adult and you take care of it beforehand? <laughs> Very, very rarely. No, I try to time, you know, when I eat my meals. Yes, uh, yes. You know, to when I go to the movie theater. That way I'm not in the middle See, of the movie like, oh, eight I hours. Take a but shit don't you now. get food at the movie theater? Yeah, but it's not going to go right through you immediately. Oh, it I'm, does. I, see, that, that's funny you said that. I'm the guy that probably rarely gets food at the I'm, movie I'm theater. the same uh, way, Joe. I don't, because, yeah, I don't either anymore. You know, like, I, I try to go to as many movies as I can, so like, I don't want to spend, you know, no. $10 for a popcorn. Yeah, it's, so, that's you know, where they get you. Me too. I, put, that's, I don't buy that's shit. That's $10 for my next movie exactly. ticket. Right see, I'm, nah, I, man, I got to get those nachos. But I, <laughs> I do have an AMC Stubbs card. And that that, I awesome. heard that thing is really good. I, I used to I have used one of those. Those things were great. I would say I'm the. I'm kind of like Joe. I don't get concessions either but not because i don't want to pay the pricing more because i have a little ass bladder and if i drink a coke i'm gonna have to pee <laughs> in the movie that, that too but as a here's as a millennial i still enjoy the movie going experience but i am not willing to pay to see a movie that is not an event movie anymore really? so i will wait for it to go out on dvd or not a DVD, but Blu-ray or on Netflix. Like, I won't see a small film on movie See, the, the most recent, for me, I, the, when yeah. The Big Sick, when I heard about The Big Sick and I saw that and it was about Kumail and Johnny, I, I, me and my wife were like, let's go see this. And we were dying to see this in the theater. Kept hearing great things. And it, it was a great movie and it was a great experience. So lately, I've been enjoying going to the movies because the seats are nicer. They recline. They're wider. They there's like a little side table. Uh, 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 oh, it's great. So it's worth the price now. I don't know. For me, like seeing a blockbuster in theater is worth it. Seeing like Get Out or something like that is like eh, I can watch that. And I didn't have the same enjoyment and not pay that much. Well, that's the thing. Going to the theater, you're risking sitting next to an asshole. Yeah, and you know having all yeah. having to shit. Yep. Or any you know there's a whole host of problems that could happen at a theater where you don't. Now people you, are you pulling know. out their phones like no fucking. Oh my god, business. I'm so nervous like pulling my phone out at all. Like, you that, you they, pull out your phone, dude. That's the no, most distracting no, thing I, ever. No, I I would be nervous if it like uh. buzzes in my pocket. I'm like, uh, that could be an emergency. Uh, but let uh, me tell you about the last two times I was at the theater. Yeah. Okay, so I went to go and see. I forgot what movie, but it was a recent one. Might have been Logan or something like that. I had two really, really obese people sitting next to me, (laughs) and I could just hear them breathing like Tony Soprano the whole time. (laughs) Like it was like they were snoring. They weren't. I thought they were snoring because it sounded like snoring, but they were just both awake breathing. (laughs) That was one. Then I had a couple, you know, like and the seats reclining and everything, and they were like fucking making ow and just being gross. (laughs) And I'm like, and like I hear like. 
like things. The and I'm like sounds. trying not just the mouth. I'm not trying to. I'm like trying to like not look at them because <laughs> I'm trying to concentrate. I think it was during homecoming. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh my god! I was so mad. I, you know, whatever. So it's, a, it's a, it's a gamble. <laughs> Joe, the most offensive thing you've seen at a theater, or what would you consider the most offensive thing? Oh man, see, I don't, I don't, I don't offend very easily. Oh, good, but, good. Uh, I like that. <laughs> man, I mean, there's, there's been a whole bunch of times where I've been in movie theaters and people are like lighting up joints. Oh, you know, that's a good movie theater. Where can I go to that people theater? People snoring. What theater is that? Uh, that was, that was when I was living in New York. That was, I think it was. The uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger Total Recall movie. Saw that there was like nobody in there except for a couple Rastafarians, and they were just lighting it up. And it was strong, man. And I, I was like, uh, "We gotta sit a few seats back here." I think I'm getting a contact. Time That's here. awesome. <laughs> Does anybody remember Anthony? Not you. I know you won't. When you could smoke in the movie theaters. That seems awful. Yeah. Right. Yeah, think about it. I remember that. I was thinking I think about that. When I, I do remember I think that. When I went to go see That's like Gremlins kid. or something, when I was yes, a kid, yes. there people were smoking in theaters. It's in like if you watch Fast Times at Richmond High, the like the guys taking tickets, he's like smoking to the left, smoking, and you're like, and then you and there's a scene where there's people just smoking in the movie theater. It's so weird. Also, the fact that you could able to smoke on a plane, it seems very odd to me now. Yeah, they used to have little ashtrays yes, on the seats. So like, but where did everybody smelling the smoke? Like, it's not gonna just go. It was just part of the smell yes. of, of the world. Smoke used to be everywhere in hallways. There's ashtrays. I miss the well, good old days. People used to wear suits when they traveled, right? Yeah, they used to wear hats and suits to baseball nope. games and smoke yeah. in the movie theaters. Yeah, I don't miss that. Uh, the good old days. Yeah. All right, that's it for the news right now. People, we're going to play some promos and come back and geek out with Joe Henry and get to know him. After these messages, we'll be right back. Trivia Geeks, the Unpredictable Game Show podcast is back with a brand new season. They've got a new host, new games, and a new day in time. But that's not all. Now you can download their companion app, Triv Now, and play along in real time. Watch Carrie on YouTube as she tries to convince her partner that his dark night hasn't risen in years. Listen on Diamond Club and Alpha Geek Radio, Wednesday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern. You can also follow the show on Facebook and Twitter and get all the latest updates and showtimes. Do you like video games? Do you like comics? Do you like movies? I'm Ellie. I'm Zinger, and we're the host of Zing This Podcast. We discuss nerdy topics every week on our podcast. What are some of the best ways to find our podcast, Ellie? You can search us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. And don't forget that's Z E N G. This. We hope to see you guys there. Every week, we have new nerdy topics. Yay! Forgive the interruption, but I believe this requires your attention. If you ever believed Captain America was on the U.S. Olympic soccer team. If you ever thought that the Winter Soldier was that brace yourselves guy on the internet. And if you ever wondered just what would a raccoon do with a machine gun. Then don't let another week pass you by without tuning into Mighty Marvel Geeks. Mighty Marvel Geeks is your show about all things Marvel. With news, rumors, commentary, and interviews. As well as our weekly recommendations on what to pick up on New Comic Book Day. Official consulting hours are between 8 and 5 every other Thursday. That's Mighty Marvel Geeks on WeebyGeeks.net, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and anywhere else you listen to podcasts. Doc, 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 Doc,
If you are enjoying the show, listener, thank you. Thanks for listening. Thanks for checking be. us. I don't know how you could be. I don't know how people like Joe Henry are giving us money and they're actually listening. We don't understand how this happens. But if you want to help us out like Joe and get more content, there's more show, join our fan club. Visit jockinner.com slash Patreon. And for a low monthly pledge, you will get access to bonus content, a whole extra podcast feed with post-show episodes, instant reactions. But if you, I think you should all be like Joe. You pick the tier he's at, and you get to come on the show and hang out. And so, Joe, real quick, uh, give me a testimonial. Sell this fan club for us. Uh, what Are you getting value from it? I am. And, and if you're a listener to the show, uh, be a Patreon supporter. You, even if it's just a dollar a month, um, support these guys. You, you know you like the show. You're listening to it. And plus, you get the bonus content, which is which is great. There's some great extra content on there that you're only going to hear if you're a Patreon supporter. There you go from the from the uh, Patreon himself, Jockander.com. That's, that's more legit than anything me, Emron, yes, and Rugby ever said. Absolutely, that's from a guy who is giving us money, and now he's on the show, Jockander.com/slash Patreon. Joe, you're called. You're from Florida. You live in Florida. Well, I, I grew up in New York, actually. Oh, but, you did. Uh, Ooh, yeah. I was born in Florida, grew up in New York, and then. Kind of came back down here. Uh, in New York City, you grew up? Uh, it was Long Beach, Long Island. Oh, kinda, shit. I can have my New York accent Yo, if I want to, but little, I pretty much lost it. you got a little Long <laughs> Island in you. Long guy in Are you long... an Islanders fan? Uh, you know, I wasn't really a big hockey Not fan a hockey guy. growing up. I was never big. I was more into uh, baseball. So you're Mets, a Mets Yankees. guy. you got to be a Mets guy, right? Uh, I was more of a Yankees oh, guy okay. my uncle was a big Yankees fan, but the very first baseball game I ever did go to was a Mets game, actually. Got it. Uh, what uh, You wrote uh, that you work in the medical field. I do, I do. I'm a CT technologist. I work over at uh, USF Health, and uh, I'm also a supervisor. So I supervise uh, a whole bunch of uh, facilities at Tower Diagnostic Radiology that we're partnered with and USF Health. And, uh, Whoa, what? Been doing it for a while wow. now. Wow, it's uh, computed tomography is what you, right. what is that? That's what is right. that? Uh, it's, it's basically scanning the body, you know, looking for, you know, cancers, broken bones. Uh, it's kind of a lot like MRI. Oh, so but, it's not uh, an MRI. It's a different it's machine. It's not MRI. It's, uh, it's, it's very complementary to it. Um, there's certain things that CT shows better than MRI. Oh, it's the CT scan. Okay. Yeah. CT scan. So you're, like, you're like the guy sitting at the computer doing the imaging and looking right, at it. Right. Right. I'm kind of, my best way to describe it, cause everyone's like CT, you know, what is that? You know, I'm pretty much like the, the nurse for the radiologist. That's kind of like a good way to describe it. Do you it. catch things before like the doctors do and you're like, mm, that doesn't oh. look good. Yeah, when there's serious stuff, uh, I will, you know, make the patient wait and we'll, um, I'll talk to the doctor right away, tell him what's going on. There's one time I saved the guy's life. He had this uh, bleeding aneurysm. Whoa. We, I got talked to the doctor right away. We got the paramedics that came in and uh, he ended up, you know, coming back later to thank me for saving his life, which was really Holy cool. shit. Where but was it I, in his head? No, this one was in his belly. Whoa. And, uh, I, I, he, he like walked in for the scan. He wasn't, uh, this wasn't when I was working in the emergency room and it, it freaked me out. You know, I get grabbed the doctor right away and he's like, make sure he lies down and doesn't move. And holy shit. We just, uh, 
we just made sure he got his care right away. Because the worst thing that you could do as a CT tech is, you know, not look at the images. You let a guy like that leave, right. and he might end up dying on you. Well, that's so the you, thing. I, you know, I wonder. You know? You're not the doctor, but you no, you have no. a responsibility that, to be like, there's the big thing here. Yeah, and we, you know, I, I don't pretend to be a doctor. I can't read the exams because as a doctor. You just look out for, like, the major stuff yeah. that's life-threatening, yeah. you know. And How long do these scans yeah. take? Uh, it depends on the exam. I mean, most the, probably the scanning is the quickest part. It's all in the preparation. You know, you got to get them back, get a history. Um, sometimes you got to start an IV, and you know, it's all getting them changed. Uh, all all the preparation takes longer than the scan. You're saving oh, lives, wow. man. Scan, scan can take just seconds. A man is saving lives, and you did a stint in the ER. I bet you saw a lot of crazy shit in the ER. Uh, yeah, I did see a lot of crazy stuff. I did. It's just like the TV show. Uh, so, yeah, <laughs> so an ER for me is like horrific. I would never want to work did in you, ER. Yeah, did you? Why did you have? It's bad. No, just, yeah, I'm it's, just saying not, yeah. the crazy shit that's going to come in there. Yeah, and and uh, when there's a full moon, uh, a lot of crazy things really <laughs> do happen. You get a lot of crazy people that come in, and it's don't you, all hell breaks uh, loose sometimes. Don't you all have to do like everyone has to do a tour in the ER if you're trying to be in the medical field in any capacity? Yeah, when when I was getting my uh, radiography degree, you become an X-ray tech before you become a CT okay, tech. Okay. We we have to do a stent in the ER, the OR, you know, the, um, all that stuff. You have to do it. <laughs> All right. Well, look. Let's talk about your nerdy side. What? Yeah. What? Sure. What are your favorite? What? Uh, when did you first read comic books, or when was the first superhero you remember seeing? Where does this go back to? Man, um, probably the first superhero was like the original Batman series with Adam West. Ah, yes. You know, I remember watching that as a kid, and um, you know, I didn't collect a lot of comic books. You know, I watched a lot of the you know comic book TV shows, the the DC stuff, the. Batman animated series, yes. Spider-Man yeah. animated series. And I really got into a, a lot of it then. I never got a chance to really collect a lot of comic books uh, as a kid, unfortunately. I, I collected a little bit of the G.I. Joe and Transformer stuff from Marvel as a kid. Uh, um, yeah. And like a few comics here and there. But I was busy doing a lot of skateboarding when I was a kid. Oh, so skateboarding. And uh, there's, yeah. there's the, the jock side. So favorite, uh, who's favorite character? If you had to pick one. Favorite character. Man, I got... Probably have a few. I mean, I, Batman, Superman. I love the X Men. It's hard to pick. You know, those were some of my favorites yeah. for sure. Spider Man. Yes, you fuck Spider Man. No, you gotta have Spider Man. You used to have, <laughs> you gotta have Spider Man. So you just mentioned. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about your your jock side. You did a lot of skateboard skateboarding, and I I teased that you were an EDM DJ. Yeah. How did yeah. that How did that happen? Uh, tell us that story. Ah, uh, that was uh, that was after high school. I was in college and. Um, I knew a lot of people that were in bands and we ended up going to some parties, some raves and listening to the music. And some of my friends were DJs and, and just, um, my dad actually had, uh, an MK 1200 turntable oh. and a couple of buddies that had just one of them. And those were like the best to mix with. Yeah. And I told him, I was like, yeah, my dad will let me borrow it. If you teach me how to spin, it was kind of like my way in and, and, Made some good friends doing it. Had a lot of fun. Uh, so I learned how to mix like on original turntables. Everything now is mostly like CD mixing. And towards the end of my DJ career, I was getting into a little mixing both turntables and CDs. But everything's pretty much CDs now. Yeah, I always wanted to be a, a hip hop DJ. Get some techniques at a mixer. Just learn how to scratch and and, oh, and catch the break beat. Like I always wanted to learn I, how to I, do that. I still got some friends that still do it. So there's uh, one good friend that's still a producer. He might actually. Uh, listen to this podcast. So I was telling him about that. Do you listen to current EDM stuff? Uh, not as much. You know, I'm just 
been busy with work. I got a little toddler at home now, so he's been taking up a lot of my time. Um, but I try to every once in a while. You know, they've got a lot of good music festivals. Uh, I try to get there every once in a while for them. You can meet it's, Anthony it's at some of these. <laughs> I'll, yeah, I'll be standing around with my shirt man. off. Yes, he's the one with no shirt on and uh, macking out all the chicks. Uh, go yeah. to EDC. Uh, so what was your style of like EDM DJing? Did you have a style? What well, was your thing? It, it was down in Florida. So like at the time, like Florida Breaks was really big. So like some of the DJs that I liked a lot were like Icy. Um, uh, one of my friends, he, he started getting really good at it he became a producer started his own record company at the time before records completely got phased out they were agent k and deuce um my other friend 303 that was um he's still in it still producing really talented yeah tony feline down in tampa i mean i like trance and i like Ooh, you're a uh, trance head? house but oh, i mean i like a lot of it a lot of it that sounds good to me you know i was it house music or just like rave music uh, well, I mean, like House 2, but like Breakbeat is kind of like, it's hard to say. It's like a cross between like hip hop and like house, but mm. you know, in house, you have like the straight beats, like doom, doom, doom. Breakbeat's kind of like doom, 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 So it has like that break in it with the snare. And then you have a lot of, you know, sometimes you have like pretty vocal tracks that are put on top of that. And sometimes they'll add in like samples from like popular rap songs. I'll have to gotcha. hook you, I'll have to hook you guys up with some CDs. I don't know if you like them or not, but I'll, I'll send you so, some old. So the the John the way it is now, the people that are like consider themselves like the the hipster ravers like really enjoy like what you're talking about the house music, the ah, trance music. Like that's right. the stuff that like man, I'm I'm a hardcore. Uh, they don't even refer to it as EDM. I'm just a hardcore raver. Um, and then all the like the new stuff is like they're they're like eh, I don't really like that anymore. Like the the progressive oh, house, the electro house, the the trap music. That's all like considered yeah. like uh, like bro music, basically. I never got into like all that stuff. Like I, I dabbled a little bit with jungle. That was a little too fast though. Mm-hmm. And it was okay. Um, I, I just I that was the thing that kind of got me into it. Is like I would hear certain DJs and they would just play like a song after song that was awesome. And then you go to like hear another guy and they would just play all these crappy songs. I was like, I could do better than that. Why don't I just play all the songs that I like? And that's what kind of got me motivated to do it. I was like, I, I think I could do it better. And um, it, it was a lot of fun. I, I got a lot of good stories. With, you with came that, up man. in the same kind of timeline as DJ AM. So, like, is it, was it similar to that where he, I think he was doing break beats and, and sampling different rap songs and putting them all together and kind of mixing rock into yeah, there he, and stuff? Well, he did a lot of stuff, you know, like a lot of different DJs. I know he, he did, like, house and... He did um, trance. He did some breakbeat stuff. I remember hearing some of his uh, sets that he had. The Girl Talk. You ever heard of them? Uh, that they're, one. I they're, heard I've heard of them. Yeah, he, yeah. He they they mix all kinds of shit together. A lot yeah. of genres together. It's really interesting to listen to. Yeah, it, it it depended on the party that I went to. I mean, there's um, some nights that I would do like uh, just whatever the crowd was into. You kind of play around, and it's like, oh, this crowd's like really in the house. You kind of play to the crowd and see what they're into. And that's what kind of makes it fun. You know, it, some DJs, they would only play just their stuff that they wanted to hear. But, you know, you have to kind of feel out the crowd and see what they're, they're yeah. doing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and that's what makes you what makes you a good DJ versus just an average DJ and, and seeing what they liked. And um, it was fun, man. I, I, I often got people dancing. That's how you can kind of tell, too, now, like when you're at a, a live show. Like sometimes there's just DJs that 
just do push a button. And you, you can tell because they're just playing what they want to play. But then you'll have DJs right. up there that are actually mixing live and they can, they're can they feeding off the crowd. So they're like, damn, the crowd's really reacting to this old school hip hop. So keep let's fucking going. keep it yeah. going, you know. Yeah. Right. And that's those are some of like the best times that you'll have when you, when you have a DJ that just knows the crowd like that. Yeah, and it, that's awesome. It was, it was a ton of fun. And then those moments where the next song comes on and the whole crowd reacts and they're like, oh, that's and like, you know, you're doing a good thing. It's the same as if you're playing in a live band. There's It's a reciprocal energy. If you were having fun, the, the audience feels it. They send it back to you. You use that. You send it back. You, you back can send around. it back through a TV, right, Emron? Uh, absolutely. I just click that the like button uh, over and over again. I'm like, let's see these likes, right? I like it. Oh, the, I love it. There's the feedback. There's my feedback. Thanks for the love there. Look, I've been in a band. I've been to concerts. I was just saying for Lollapalooza, I know everyone's going to give me shit. Go ahead. You can give me shit for saying that I'm going to stay home and watch Lollapalooza. We have an email later on that of someone, one, another listener giving me shit. <laughs> it's great. Uh, what are your best stories? Like one good story from your DJ years. Oh man, this is like this how crazy did it get? Oh yeah, this is a great this is a great story. This is probably my best one. Um, so I was I was DJing at clubs towards the end of it. I never got really big. It, this in but, Florida um, or New York? This is in Florida, okay. and this story took place like circa two thousand one ish. Okay. Um, so what happened was I was doing a lot of like house parties, and we had organized like a lot of these events, and we found this one guy. I'm just going to call him Gary and. I don't want to say his 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 name. Oh, of course. But he he, he had this ranch house like out in uh, Punta Gorda, and it, like tons of land out there. And we would organize these events. We'd charge people at the door. I brought the equipment in. I handled all the the music aspect of it. And we got a good portion of the door, and, so, and some of the money went to him. Well, it got really big, and it attracted like a lot of people that were dealing drugs. There's a lot of people that were dealing like nitrous and stuff. And this is when I was like first kind of getting into catskin and everything. And I had like a falling out with one of the girls I was dating at the time. Oh, that's right. There was, <laughs> there, was there was two girls I was dating at the same time. Oh, uh, damn. And, and this, this happened on that guy. same night. Yeah, you know what that's like? This. Nope. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> well, it was it was crazy. Just I'll just kind of back up to that. But there was one girl I was dating, Jessica, and she was this uh, surfer and model and she ended up going out we we dated and then she had to go out to like some surf competition in california sorry to say sidetrack but it's part of the story and i didn't see her for a few months she said she was coming back and then i started dating this other girl we were not serious or exclusive with either one of them and then uh i there was this party that night and annie the other one i was just dating said that she couldn't make it jessica just came back and we were kind of like trying to rekindle what we had so i was going to take her to this party that night yeah originally i didn't even want to go because this other lady that was working the door this is another girl that i dated very briefly damn joe henry fucks yeah this guy fucks. <laughs> she, this guy definitely well fucks. she she like <laughs> we kind of had a fallen out i found out that she was like stealing money from the door oh. and like you know there's all the craziness with all the you know people that were dealing drugs and i was just kind of like eh, i need to take a step back so gary that was doing this this house party, he called me up and he's like, Oh, you know, I want you to come down. I'm like, listen, man, I, I think I'm going to stop doing this now. I, I'm, I've got gigs at clubs. I don't really need this anymore. He's like, no, you, you have to do it tonight. You have to do it. He's like, I'll pay you, you know, double you know, what you usually take for it. I'm like, double. I'm like, okay, well, yeah, fine. Okay. I'll do it. I thought that was kind of odd. So we're there at the party and I was headlining and I'm 
looking all around the party and stuff and I see all these guys and they just didn't fit. They looked like cops to me. I mean, they had like these black dress pants, these white collared shirts and, you know, black dress shoes. And I go up to, to Gary before I went on. I'm like, man, like I'm pretty sure that your party is being, you know, scoped out by the cops. Like, I don't know some of your friends here. They're dealing drugs. I don't know. You know, you need to tell them to leave. And he's like, he's like, he's like, no, man, you're, you're, you're just, you know, you're, it's nothing, you know, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Do you want some weed? I'm like, no, man, I'm good. <laughs> he's like, you want some nitrous? I'm like, no, no, I'm good. And then he's like, all right, well, let me make sure that, you know, I, I pay you for everything first. I'm like, okay, this is kind of weird. He's never paid me up front. It's usually at the end of the night. Yeah. So I'm like thinking this, this is, this isn't right. So he pays me and then I, I, I get on. And I'm like two or three songs in. I I got the whole like everyone there is like is partying and dancing, and all of a sudden like this cop car pulls out on the lawn of his ranch. I'm like, oh shit! Oh, shit. I, like turn the music down. I'm like, turn it down. And there's like twenty cop cars there. Uh, I read the newspaper article after that. Oh, there was an they article said, about it. Yeah, there was an oh, article. In the, I wish I would have seen oh, it. They, they said that it got there was cooperation between three different counties for these cops to oh, come and bust shit. this party. So I think Gary knew about it. I think because of the prior parties, maybe he, you know, he was, maybe they were wanted to come down on him. It's like, listen, we won't come down on you for these parties. If you make sure you throw one more and we could bust all these. Yeah, other he people. may That's have been I'm in thinking. on it like a sting operation. I, I think so. Cause like when I told him I was going to cancel, like he's like, no, you have he's like, to No, no, it. I need you here. And we got to do this. We, that's yeah, we, we had rescheduled before. Yeah, that you know, that's why so... I changed his name because I don't want oh, you know, him wow. getting any bad blood all these years later. But, um, but yeah, and it, it was they were crazy parties. I mean, we they used to get bounce houses on the lawn in there. I mean, there were there were hundreds and hundreds of people that would show up. Damn, sounds like and, a movie. Uh, At least he got paid. Oh, yeah, and then bring back to the girls. So th- that night I was there with Jessica. And Annie that said she wasn't going to go, she ended up showing up. Oh, no. So oh, they both, that was kind of like the Damn. first time. Yeah, they both kind of met each other that night. And I was like. Uh, While you're getting arrested by 20 cops. <laughs> I was really lucky to get arrested. One of the cops came up to me and he said like, and I have some family members that are in law enforcement. So all respect to law enforcement. But he says to me, he goes, he goes, man, like if you're performing at a party, uh, you know, like you need to just pack up your shit and leave. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, how many people like are musicians? You know, like you talking to me like if Aerosmith's playing and somebody lights up a joint, <laughs> you just need to walk off stage. Yeah. Is what I told the guy, you know. And they they made me leave all my equipment there, oh, no. you know. So I got thousands of dollars of equipment. So I had to, you know, I took whoever didn't get arrested that were my friends that night. We went back to a hotel close because I was like an hour away where I live. And you know, I'm like stressing out, like, was my shit gonna get stolen before I get back? And and I ended up bringing both. Both of the girls back, which I don't know if that was such a yeah, great idea, but I was, they had nowhere else to go, <laughs> and it was like it was like a cat fight between them. We had to pull them apart. It, it, it was it, it was not a fun night, man. Did but, you get uh, all your shit back? Yeah, luckily I you know I waited. It was like almost uh, light outside, and then I went back you know to see like if everything had cleared out. All my stuff was still there. There was nice. some, I still some other people there that weren't arrested. They were still partying, <laughs> like, which I don't know why they stayed. There's no music. They were still partying. Maybe they were still high or something. And I picked up my shit. And yeah, you know, it ain't a party till the cops show up. That's that's what I. Think. Yeah, it was. You know, it's a good party. Yeah, that's what you know. Yeah. You're. I'm at a fucking. I ain't a party until there's an article about it in the paper the next day. 
Yeah, I wish I would have saved it. I went looking around for it years ago, and I I, I had moved a couple times, and I don't know what I did with it. Dude, that's awesome. But, uh, yeah, that was. I thought you'd enjoy that story. That's Very awesome. Cool. Okay, and the other story that I teased at the beginning, you wrote to me that you spent 30 minutes with two of the terrorists that hit the World Trade Center on 9-11. Yeah. What the shit is this? How did this happen? Yeah, this is another crazy story I've told my friends and my family, and... um. I, you know, obviously I didn't realize it at the time, but so I was working at Bon Secours Venice Hospital at the time. It was called, it was a Catholic hospital. It's called Venice Regional now. And it's when I first was a CT tech and it could have been right, really close to that party. This is, you know, to early 2001. So it was probably like in the months leading up to 9-11. And what happened was uh, one of the, the priests came up to me and he's like, hey, uh, I want you to take good care of these two guys in the emergency room you know they're they're about to have a cat scan and i was the only ct tech working second shift that night i'm like i'm sure father you know what i'll take good care of them. i take good care of everybody and uh you know he goes i want you to take good care of him because he's in the fellow flight training program as one of my fellow priests oh shit i'm so i'm like so my first question was you know why is a priest learn how to fly yeah so he said, well, he's a, he's a fellow Catholic priest in Africa, and the church donated him a plane, and he's learning how to fly it so he could fly food and medical relief to his parishioners because everybody's really far away in Africa. And I'm like, man, that's a, that's a great story. Okay. You know, of course, I'll, I'll take good care of him. So I go to you know, bring the guys back, and one of them – I got to look up their names because I'll never forget their faces. I, I wrote them down here. So uh, – the guy that I did the scan on, uh, this was all in Muhammad Atta's thing, the yeah. guys that took over Flight 11. Yeah. He, he was, uh, it was S. Al Sukwami. Okay. And he was there. And usually I take, take these guys back by themselves. You know, I don't bring any family members or friends with them. But the other guy, like, insisted that he come back as well. Maybe because he didn't want him out of his sight and stuff. Yeah. And the other guy was, like, this younger, younger guy. And, and, one of the pictures that I'll never forget his face. He was a Alamari. Okay. He was the other guy that was in that terrace cell. Whoa. So I bring him back, you know, and I'm doing a scan. So I'm, you know, with him for 30 minutes. He said the reason he wanted to come back was the guy didn't speak very good English. He did speak kind of broken English, but not too much. And the reason he was having the scan done is he was having a lot of abdominal pain at the time, you know, that they want to rule out, you know, appendicitis and things like that. I, to, his scan was completely negative. So I could tell that the guy was stressed. So he was obviously stressed about what he was going to do. And I was trying to make small talk because, you know, I got this great story, you know, why the Catholic priests learn how to fly. So I go to him. I was like, hey, you know, so why are you guys learning how to fly? I could tell that, you know, they were from out of the country and stuff. And the other guy just cooled and skipped a beat. Why don't you just focus on my friend and getting him back? Oh, Oh, wow. wow. So I had this, you know, just weird feeling about the whole thing. Wow. And I finished up the scan the whole time, you know, this I'm like, you know, this is just, something just wasn't right. You know, you just kind of remember that. And then after the whole 9-11 thing happened, and then I didn't even dawn on me. And this was I, in New York? Happened. Well, uh, well I wasn't the, in New York at the time. Where were you? Where did you see them? Well, I saw, this was in Florida. Florida. Okay, got it. Yeah. So, see, they were actually training at the Venice Municipal Airport, which is like right next to Venice Down Hospital. Florida. Wow. And that's where the – so this is how I found out about it was they had found out the names of the terrorists – and they posted online that they were training in Florida and like where they were. They were actually like just down the street from where one of my friends would live, wow. where they were staying. And that's when like all of a sudden I looked at their faces when they posted the faces and I was like, what? Whoa. Whoa. Uh, 
I, I was like, I was like, holy crap. I scanned that guy right before they did all this and like everything kind of added up. I literally picked up the phone. I was getting ready to call the FBI to like tell him this. And I was like, what can I add other than yeah, I did yeah. a cat scan? On yeah. So I was like, I got hung up the phone and I was like, I, I tell people that story and I'm like, I spent 30 minutes with two of the terrorists that slammed Damn. into the I was I was going to ask if the FBI ever contacted you, but... Nah, like I, I was like, well, what can I add that they don't already know? They raided their house. This was kind of going through my head as I picked up the phone. I was like, well, they already raided their house. They already know everything. I could just tell them the CAT scan story. I'm sure probably other people from that hospital probably remember it and maybe talk to them as well, but there wasn't anything I could add other than... Yeah, your, your details would be negligible to what yeah, they, they were going so for. You yeah. think he, he knew where the guy stayed. And, he had an you know. ulcer, probably? Is that what was causing him pain? He was just stressed. You know, when you get stressed sometimes, your body just has these these horrible reactions uh, uh. to it. And he was... I remember him, too. He's pointing to, like, his left lower abdomen. He's like, it hurts. He had, he had like, really broken English. Yeah. And, and, and they're clearly Arab, they're Arab dudes, clearly, right? Well, I mean, the one guy I really couldn't tell. I mean, he had, like, a lighter complexion. Mm. He was the guy that was watching him. The other guy, he had a darker complexion. They're both really young. I mean, they had to be in their twenties. Those two guys, they yeah. had to be close to my age, maybe a little bit older than I was at the time. And yeah, I mean, the other guy, I don't know where he's from. That, that reaction crazy. though had to have like been like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" Yeah, like how did you, you remember these two? No, I'm saying like when he asks him about flying, yeah, and he yeah, goes yeah. and he he's responds like, just, like uh, that. Scan the dude. Yeah, he, <laughs> he got he was he was shaking like a leaf. After I said that, and that's when the other guy said, why don't you just focus on my friend getting better? And he, that's when he was like pointing to where it hurts. And he was like trembling. Wait, and he was the priest, though, was that uh, the priest? So they told the priest the story about being ministers in Africa, preachers? Well, well, no, I think he probably had, I don't know. I, the priest didn't tell me like how he knew him, but somehow he knew that they were in the same flight training program as the priest. Oh, okay. Okay. You know, so I don't know. I never went back to the priest and said, how do you know him? Maybe he was, I, maybe I'm just guessing here, but maybe he just um, was at the flight training school with him one time and he recognized him or something. They probably had like a small you know, class of students. That's crazy. That's that crazy. Yeah, that's a, that's, a, that's a crazy story, isn't it? And 9-11 is coming up, the anniversary. So And to see. Kinda, that reminds me of a story. Okay. It has to do with 9-11, but not directly like this. This is like as close as you can fucking get right there. But I just remember I was dating this chick who her boyfriend before me was Muslim. Yeah. And uh, all of a sudden, uh, she had to leave her apartment and the, the feds came and got her and like questioned her Holy for like shit. two days. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So. Uh, and and uh, I don't know if this guy or ex-boyfriend had any ties, but I think he might hung out in circles where some of the terrorist cells were, or or there were people that were associated with terrorists in New York. So that crazy. was crazy. That was uh, you know uh, things haven't been right since then. <laughs> I've got a couple other nine eleven stories okay. too because I was traveling around a little bit. Um, I actually almost got one of my friends killed. <laughs> because of this great this story. friend joe you're and, a great and, friend and actually you you might have to have him on the show okay. because he's a uh director creator um he's he's directed movies he's done shows on nickelodeon wow uh, one of my good childhood friends andreas trolf and um but i will tell you so what happened was um after that after i was working at venice hospital i ended up getting a, a travel gig up in concord new hampshire 
and remember I'm from Long Island, so often on the weekends I would go to New York. This is all like right around 9-11. So the weekend before 9-11, I was in New York visiting my friends and my friend Andreas Trolfi, got to have him on the show. And you could actually see the World Trade Center from his house. He's like kind of the north shore of Long Island. You could see it from the bay. And this is the Friday before 9-11. I'd just gotten into town. I'm talking to my buddy and I look at the World Trade Center I haven't seen in a couple of years. I go, man, do you remember back in 93 when they tried to bomb the yeah, World Trade Center? Yeah. I was like, imagine if they would have succeeded. There's so many people in that building. So he got the idea to go to the World Trade Center because we had talked about it. And he had made plans to go on Tuesday, but they fell through. He ended up going to the top of the World Trade Center on Monday. And he called his fiance at the time in California to let him know he was at the top of the World Trade Center. She didn't get the, the message until that Tuesday. Oh, shit. Oh. And then oh, no. all the cell phones were dead. Yes. She's thinking he's dead. And he, oh, my God. Oh, shit. He was there the and day before. He Whoa. was there the day before at the top of the World Trade Center. And Holy then, fuck. Yeah. And then all that happened. I was working back in New Hampshire when 9-11 happened. And then I had to fly out of Kennedy to go back to Florida to visit my family. I think it was the Friday after 9-11. So, you know, all the craziness was flying then. And that's when he told me that story. He's like, man, it's like we were talking about it. And then, you know, I was at the top. I almost went on Tuesday. He told me that whole story. And uh, I was like, oh, man, I'm, I'm just glad you didn't go on Tuesday. That's the, one, that's, crazy. that's the one thing I never did. I lived in New York, you know, for five years, went to art school there and did a bunch of the other tourist things. So I never got to the top of that building. It's just, at, I've been there. Yeah. I never I did one time. Yeah. One time. And it's, it's, it was a crazy sight because you're in the observation deck yeah. and you look down and you could see helicopters flying below you. Whoa. Yeah. It's that high. It was That's crazy. Uh, like the thing is, legit. Have si- this, was, yeah. You know, coming from Chicago, I'd been to the top of the Sarah's Tower. I was like, eh, I whatever. still haven't done I, that. I, oh, you haven't done I, that? I, I no. have. I have. You got to go, dude. That's a crazy. Yeah. On a clear day, you could see like four states, man. <sighs> you could feel that building shake. Yes, man. it sways. <laughs> see, I, I'm it not does. good with heights, and that that, uh, that shit scares me. They have. That. I'm not good with heights either, but it's still a good experience. Joe, would you oh, yeah, would you do, do the box? Would you guys go out in the box? They have a box that extends out of the Sarah's Tower, and you step out. That's oh, my creepy uh, as fuck. 114 stories up. My buddies talked me into in Vegas in the stratosphere going on that ride that shoots you up, and yeah. uh, I will never do that again. <laughs> oh, Jesus. That is not. Uh, oh, yeah. So there, for Imran, yeah. there's this needle yeah. that they, they'll shoot, they'll do basically do a giant drop on top of the needle oh, of the stratosphere. Geez. Wait, it's, on top of you think the, you, the stru- all the way on top. It shoots oh, you up the needle and then you fall down. So you yeah. feel like you're falling off the building. Oh, and all you geez. can see is all of Vegas. And, oh, fuck that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't <laughs> need to be doing that shit anymore. <laughs> I, I will never do it again. I did I've it done once. shit like that in my youth, yeah, but yeah. not never again. You ever, you ever did that? Because Great America had this ride called... The Giant Drop. Yes, and they actually yeah. shut it down because somebody died, and then they turned it back on. I, I did that. Yes. I mean, that's that's pretty normal yes. for like a lot of... Yes. I mean, but that scared the fuck out. That that feeling of falling yes. is one of the scariest things well, ever. You do the thing like we went with science class, where you put a a, a nickel on your on your knee, mm-hmm. and then as you drop, the nickel is just floating right above you the whole time. You're free falling with the nickel. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. And then the nickel hits you in the face and knocks you out because that's <laughs> not you probably shouldn't be falling. I used to do all that shit, but then at a certain age, I think I was something around like twenty five yeah. or twenty six. I was like. All right, I'm done. No more roller coasters. <laughs> no more. I, I mean, yeah. I'll tell you. I'll tell you what did it for me. I went to like a rinky dink, uh, like you know, pop up carnival, yeah. where they where like the carnies come and they set up to the hold these fucking rides, yes. yeah, like a fair yes. or something. And those rides 
are <laughs> fucking not safe. No. no. And, and I went on one. Yes. And it fucking, like, it fucked me up so bad. My internal organs were, like, fucking upside down. And, like, I couldn't get my balance <laughs> afterwards. It was just, and I was rocking around and falling out of the seat the whole time. Jesus, think about And I was like, all right, I'm done. I, 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 like, I, that's it. I'm like, okay, now that I'm getting affected by this shit, I'm not You doing know how much it. trust we put in these fucking weekly carnivals that are set up overnight? And, like, we're just supposed to go on these rides? You just set this up. How is this safe? Dude, it's a it's fucking not guy safe. who has like a two IQ. Yes. Like one tooth. Yes. Yeah, like, not I safe. mean, it's I have more safe. teeth. I have six. Yes. All right. <laughs> yeah, there there was just the, somebody that died on one of those carny rides not too long yeah. ago. I, there was a video so. where it like threw people. The thing broke. Yeah. People uh, went flying. That, that shit. Freaky. That shit ain't yeah. safe. No, thank you. Uh, <laughs> so I wanted to talk to you about Vitiligo too, but I think I'm going to save that for sure. the post show. Yeah, let's save it for the because post. Because nobody gives a fuck besides me and you. <laughs> no, really, no one does. But the last thing before we get to some of the feedback, uh, you let me get your quick review on Valerian. You said you went to see it with your oh, with your uh, son, and we've talked about the, what numbers it did and the whole the, how it came out in a bad part. Let's get your quick review. What'd you think? Well, it wasn't good, and I want to preface it by one thing: is uh, I didn't look at any reviews because I'm a big sci-fi fan. So if there's an original sci-fi movie, I have to see it. I'm a fan of Luc Besson. Yeah. I love the Fifth yeah. Element. I'm like, I don't care what the reviewers say. I didn't even want to read it, and you know, I took my 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 older son to see it, and it it was just terrible. It didn't have a good story. Um, I forget the the guy that was the main actor's Aim name. Aim Dane DeHaan, he's been in a uh, cure for wellness. Mm-hmm. He was in that Chronicle movie. Mm-hmm. He he was like trying to do like a Batman voice in it. He was like, oh no, like this oh, the whole no. time, like trying to sound cool. Just didn't work. Uh, the actress that was pretty, she's um, not good. She just wasn't great in it. She wasn't great in it. And the story, like you're like ninety percent done with the movie, like waiting for like some semblance of a story, yeah. and then finally, like you figure out what's happened and. Then the movie ends. It's but and, it's not even nice to look at. Like that doesn't save it. Uh, I mean, yeah, there's some great visuals in it. I mean, the action was okay, but I mean, I don't know. But the two stars pretty much, yeah, ruined the movie. Yeah, it just, uh, it just, it just wasn't good. I mean, it, it was based off a comic book, and just sometimes comics don't translate. Like it just didn't yeah. have enough story substance to it, you know. And that's what one of the reviewers said. Like it was a lot of fluff and no substance, and and, and they were right. You know, you, you have to have a little bit more than that. What did your kid think? He didn't like it either. Wow. Which you know, and we're, we're and and here's the thing: is like we're both. By it, maybe. Uh, we're both. I mean, we're both kind of more like Imran. We're very positive. We I see a lot of you know I see a lot of movies. A lot of people say aren't good, and I look at the positives in them most of the time. So, if, and my wife even said it too. She's like, if you're saying it's bad, it's it bad. must be bad. Yeah. Okay. I got <laughs> you. Too. You know. I can always wow. find the, I can't the, wait so, to see this. the fucking see piece of shit. It, it's yeah. <laughs> you, you gotta you gotta hate watch it if you're gonna see it. Sounds oh, like... I'm going to watch it regardless. I'll just wait for an opportunity where I have nothing going on. And then on. Luke Besson's yeah. been like talking shit about franchises and Marvel movies. He's like, I don't get superheroes. I think he's just bitter that it, his movie didn't make any money, that he spent he all his money. He cast the wrong people. Yeah, I think yeah. that's, that's a big... I think that was... Uh, I, it would have helped more, but still... I mean, even if they would have had two stars in there, just the story wasn't great. There's no story. It's the story. Yeah, there's really no story Did you, to it. It reminds me... It reminds us of uh, the John Carter. Have you seen the John Carter? You know, that's see. That's one of the movies where I disagree with the. I actually enjoyed it's that right, movie. It's not yeah. a bad movie. I it's entertaining. entertaining. Yeah. I thought it was good. Yeah. I I thought it was an enjoyable movie, and 
Yeah. It, I, Just I nobody gave it a fine. chance because they didn't know what it was and this mismarketed. Well, the marketing was yeah, bad yeah, for yeah, it. Horribly mismarketed. Yeah, I mean, that that is far and away like a million times better than Yeah, Canary. that's like at least like on a scale of 1 to 10, like a 6.5 or a 7. I w- yeah, I would agree. I'd say it's a 7. I thought it was a good movie. I, the story was great. There was plenty of action in it. It had. A, I thought the ending was great too. I, I was like, "Oh, let's let's see a sequel." No, nah, I didn't. Do I just either. didn't like the dudes. Those dudes that fly around the uh, the guy that was uh, like those. Oh, the insect looking. No, no, not those guys. Like the guy, the main bad guys that like are are pulling all the strings. I don't like that. Yeah. Like, I, I didn't like that. I don't they, remember those that, guys. That's what killed it for me. But like, anyway, I ain't never seen it. <laughs> it's it's worth They're, a watch. I'm telling it you, it's, it's worth not a watch. bad. It's a good action movie. It's it's a good movie. Yeah. You'll enjoy it. It's not bad at all. It's totally watchable. Yeah. And then, uh, Joe, what are you most looking forward to in the next year of superhero geek shit coming out? Oh, What's man. the one thing where for, like I can't wait for this? Well, man, it's it's really funny. I'm a I'm a I, I, of course, I love the Marvel movies. My wife is a huge Thor fan. Oh, she really? loves the Thor movies. So she's really psyched about it. That Thor Ragnarok looks great. How much fun does that look, dude? It looks great. And I, the whole time I kept thinking, I was like, oh, man, they're doing the whole Planet Hulk storyline. Yeah. They, so I, I hope they work in where he becomes more sentient, yes. which is what he does the longer he's Hulk. Yes. I was like, I, this is great. This could be good character development for the Hulk. So I... I'm all in. I can't wait to see that. I think that's going to be one of the best ones towards the end of this year. Oh my God. They just, there was a, they just put out an international trailer that starts with more Dr. Strange. Dr. Strange. And yeah. Yeah. I watched that just the other day. Yeah. And, I, and it's, yes. it's pretty dope, but like the music is so good. Like it's that synth eighties, like retro music. Oh, and I love that. Oh, music I love, too. It. And, uh, it's, love it. It's got Taika YTT all over it. Uh, yeah, that one. I mean, if that one comes out two weeks later, justice league comes out. It's going to be very interesting. To see how it all shakes out in November. Yeah. Oh, and we've got uh, the second season of Stranger Things. Yes. Out. And yes, just before that, which that's going to be awesome. You saw the first season? It That was phenomenal. Yeah. Great. Anthony, great you got to get on this, dude. It's fucking great. I know. Great. I know. I know. Yeah. Tr- trust me. That's. Yeah, that first season is definitely one of the best TV shows I've seen in a while. Oh, it's good. It's really and that good. trailer for the second season, uh, I love how it, like, Anthony, I love how it, it excited oh. you. And you're like, that was fucking awesome. I'm going to check this that out. That was awesome. <laughs> it's great. They got the Ghostbuster costumes on. Dude, oh, how man. much money did they pay to get the rights to Thriller? Like, that alone. Like, that Michael Jackson music is not cheap. You know. Fuse. You know what? You know, now that the rights are reverted back to his family, probably not much. Oh, they're yeah. probably That's looking to point. cash in like whatever they can. Yeah, they're so like, they're we like, blew all this money. Like, um, oh, so, <laughs> yeah. Somebody wants to pay me money. But yeah, here you go. <laughs> God, I just hope I don't. we don't start seeing like Michael Jackson music on like hemorrhoid commercials. It would just ruin everything. <laughs> oh, they're, they're going to totally sell it out to anybody that wants to pay oh, money Oh, yeah. That's it. coming. It's coming. Dude, Johnny Cash was smart. His estate, they wanted to use... Preparation H wanted to use the song Ring of Fire. Oh, shit. <laughs> and, and, and they, wow. they said no, wow. which is yeah. very smart. Yeah, that's that would have fucking uh, ruined it. But how? Yes. That would have killed that song. This is I'm kind of glad they did. Advertising that was a good song. Marketing that, that goes down Ring of Fire. That's awesome. <laughs> I'm glad. That, that describes to me what happens in a the movie theater. Does, I'm giving a Ring of Fire. I'm glad they said no. Uh, right out. Okay, I want to share some feedback. We got a couple of emails from our buddy and Patreon supporter, listener Wes Cranford. I love you, Wes. He lo- and he loves you too. Here he writes. We got two. So I'm gonna read them both. Hi guys, really loved your last podcast. And this is the one where he signed up and and we talked about me going. 
We talked about Lollapalooza and watching it on YouTube. Uh, so he says, really love you last podcast. I get a kick out of being mentioned on air. For the record, I'm old like Ruggs and Imran. 53 to be exact. But I'm You're still not as old as uh, Imran. No, I'm 79. But to be exact, but I'm more millennial at heart, it seems. Imran. There is no substitute for a live show. YouTube does not cut it. You need the crowds, and is and is it is the group energy that really makes it work. Research research has proved that during a show, brainwaves align. Same with a DJ show. By the way, Anthony, I love Big Gigantic. I've been listening to Son S O H N. Like that as well. Don't listen to the old farts. An instrument is still an instrument, including a computer. Bands like Radiohead use them all the time. Okay. Uh, then he goes on. Problem with Rotten Tomatoes. The same as all internet. Everyone wants decisions made for them. I don't put stock in any reviews. It's really they're just opinions. We all know that saying. If you are interested, go see it. It's just entertainment. Something to do. Nothing more ever. Even crap can be an escape. You guys are spot on about apes. Second one is best, but they're all great. Quick question. How come you don't review DC animated films? Maybe do a ranking. I'd be curious. Go back as far as Mask of the Phantasm and short movies where Superman and Batman meet from the TV show. The new one with Harley comes out soon. I'm taking my 10-year-old. I hope Harley and Batman don't fuck. <laughs> I have a comment. I don't want that conversation. Anyway, I'm glad I'm now contributing to your podcast. The exchange rate makes it four bucks. Next payment or two, set aside. Have a beer on me. Love your show. Yank from Down Ooh, Under. Rugboy yeah. comment. Yeah, the uh, Batman Harley Quinn movie yes. does feature something not with Batman. I believe Nightwing and Harley. Oh, shit. They get it on in this one. What? It, what? I believe oh. so. Wes, I believe be careful taking your son to this one. Hey, I love I, you. Wes. I wasn't gonna say it. Uh, Imran said it. I love you, Wes. What? I'll, I'll just throw in a uh, big gigantic. Yeah. Is actually very Good. very talented. Yeah. They play a lot of. Uh, I think his whole gimmick is the. He plays a lot of the saxophone as well. Oh, while cool. He DJs. Oh, yeah. live music. There you and go. And what about Son? You know Son. Uh, it's one of his songs, I believe. Oh, that's the name of the song by Big yeah. Dragon. Okay. Yeah. So he wrote us again just recently. So got to say thanks, Anthony, for putting me on to Movie Bob. Checked out his reviews of Baby Driver and Atomic Blonde, and they were spot on with my opinions. Actually, he's spot on about all the movies I've seen, except Star Trek Into Darkness, which I loved, and he did not. I'm lounging in my favorite craft brewery, having their most recent sour, Fuck It's Good, then home to mm. hopefully watch Defenders. Imran, love the last show with the rapper. Love the way you guys are jumping all over the place. I should mention that I got started on a podcast from a show in Aussie called Nerdzilla. You may like them. Check it out. It's all things nerd. Computer software, movies, shows, etc. They are Aussie, so maybe you'll like them. We're different down here. Later, Yank from Down Under. Thanks for writing in, Wes. Uh, uh, we have some tweets from that guy, Daryl, at Verum Veritas talking about streaming media he says netflix hulu amazon dc disney cbs the more fractured the streaming market becomes the less customers you get media companies want fractured streaming because they think it will drive people back to expensive cable tv that's interesting speculation marvel's bad art on comics caused by disney budget tightening was the art bad now? i don't know has it fallen off has it gotten shitty uh, i have no idea i don't it's po- i i, it's I don't think disney really gives two no, shits about what's going on no, in the comic they side don't. But that's just my opinion. Yeah. Oh, they don't. Uh, and then Adam Morris uh, writes, uh, he says, uh, really, Rugboy Jock and Nerdcast will be curious about your take on Dark Tower. He sent us that awesome review on Dark Tower. Also, if you don't want to read the 4,500-page books, the comics are good. They rearranged a lot of the story, so it goes more linear than the books, which jump around. And Jay Lee's art is great. That's right. Jay Lee did that. That's what I remember. 
So he wants us to like read the read the comics, not see the uh, movie. Yeah, I think he wants us I to take the does. source into. I'll read read the comics. Jimmy Graben liked his review and wrote nice review. Adam saw the movie as well, had same thoughts. Not even close to being as bad as advertised. Rotten Tomatoes inaccurate, often. So uh, there's another defending. I want to address uh, yes. Yank from Down Under yes. West as far as the DC animated films. Yeah, I think. Why I haven't suggested to review them is I haven't seen all of them. Yeah. And I don't know how to find them without doing it illegally. Well, yeah, you would have to buy them. We did do uh, The Killing Joke. A couple. Yeah. Because that was joke. a big one. But I'll, I'll throw in that my favorite DC animated film of all time is Batman Under the Red Hood. We should we should do some of these. I have some of these, Anthony. You can borrow them. Uh, yeah, there's a bunch of yeah. them. Yeah. I could do this. I could do this whenever, you know, but. Uh, the, There's whenever, a bunch. The dark, whenever you guys catch yeah. up, Joe, you yeah, Joe, all. you watch the. Have you seen the animated movies from DC, which are far better yeah, than I've their seen, live action movies? They're pretty good. Yeah. I've seen most of them. I think, uh, yeah, for sure. Favorite one? There, there was a really good one. Uh, it was like I think it was Justice League something. War. It was the one or Justice where League Dark. They also did Dark. It wasn't the Dark one. I did see that one. That wasn't my favorite one. It was the it one was, where they it, had the Martian Manhunter at the beginning storyline. Oh, and then the there was Frontier. Like big, is that the... Yes, I think Frontier. I think the, which was, was the uh, the retro. New the New Frontier. The New Frontier. I thought that one was pretty good. That was more good. like a throwback yeah. kind of feel. That, and that book is great. And they captured the art of uh, the book. Darwin Cook. Darwin Cook, who draws like old school, real clean, cartoony style uh, new frontier, but they did. Yeah, that was a that was a great ad- adaptation. I I liked um I liked the uh, under the red hood. Under the red I liked uh, Batman versus Robin. That's pretty good. I thought that was oh, fun. Yeah. Batman. I liked one. um Teen Titans versus Justice League. I thought that was. I haven't pretty seen good. that one. That's a newer one. I haven't seen that. Uh, they're they they're, they're, uh, they're Dark Knight Returns. Fantastic. It was Two very part. good. The, the, yeah. they, they did it like it should be done. Like that book needs. Two movies and to do all of it, the, the, uh, the Killing Joke is by far the worst that, one they've ever done. Well, they they seem to be floundering in quality as of late. I just it don't think it's a, a good. I don't think that the the problem was the Killing Joke only works as a comic. It doesn't yep. work as a, as yes. a movie. I liked yep. it better when they were kind of doing original things. Like Under the Red Hood was kind of a, a an original story in itself, based on other uh, things. It kind of, it was still it, it was still. Um, Based they were off pulling from the yeah, they're pulling, but it wasn't like. But again, Batman Year One, Dark Knight. I, 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 was, I, right, I would argue that they've pulled mostly everything. From yeah, the I guess you're right. But direct adaptation, like yeah. like Dark Knight and yeah, no, not Batman not as, Year One. You yeah, know. they're doing more direct adaptations now. It seems like. Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna get a Suicide Squad movie, the new Harley. The Harley Quinn Batman yeah. thing is not an adaptation. That's original. It is, it is a. It's a far leap from whatever anything that we've seen. Mm. Uh, I'm gonna throw it as it's a basically a comedy. Oh, so. oh, mm. all right. Mm. Yeah, and it's it's not for kids. It's very there's a lot of language in it. Well, maybe we'll review that one. Let's review that one. And uh, there's a lot of like sexuality that's it's turned up a little bit. Batman doesn't fuck Batgirl on the roof. That's the other movie. <laughs> no, it's even it's kind of even though it's not as egregious as that, like graphic but it's still kind of uh there is like if i don't know like one of those things that like you know life is ruined for me because now i'm an adult and i know what what everything is and i know even like the dark side of stuff and like you know from seeing all kinds of shit including like adult movies and stuff like that like i now just can't see anything without seeing like the darkest part of it yeah so it's like i'll give you a quick story before we end the show so i'm out i'm out at a uh hibachi place right 
And, you know, the guy comes on and he has the thing. That's where they cook the thing in chopping. front of you and they chop yeah, it up. Yeah, they cook thing. the food in yeah. front of you. He makes the volcano. Benihana's, and he squirts yeah. it with with sake to make the... And then he, he squirts it with, like, a, it looks like a mustard bottle full of sake, yeah. you know, which is wine. Yeah. And that lights on fire and it makes the volcano. Then he starts squirting it into people's mouths. And okay. the whole time, there's, like, all these women there. And he's squirting this sake, like, across, like, an arcing it into their mouth. And I'm thinking, this is so, like, this is like Bukaki. <laughs> it's like, it was like, it was like, it was like, it was like I, I was like, I can't look at this. And then he went to put it in my mouth. I'm like, get that shit away from me. <laughs> I can just see you look over. I'm the- like, now I can't see. I'm like, that's an innocent thing, right? <laughs> yeah, that's like squirting like sake in someone's not, mouth. Yeah, but now you see it in slow like, motion and you just yeah, can't. It's like, ar- like it's arcing. Like someone's like, like it's like Donald Trump's <laughs> doing it in a hotel in Russia just somewhere. Just fluid spraying. I mean, I, in I've, showers. I've gotten to the point where you think squirt and I'm already yeah, thinking yeah, bad. Yeah, had me at bad squirt. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so like now I can't see anything. With, so anyway, <laughs> I just can't see anything innocently anymore. <laughs> We've all been ruined and jaded. That's what happens. Yeah, it's weird. It's a weird it's world. It's a very weird world. Well, look. I'm like, are you seeing this? The is people it, next to me. Like, I'm like, this is bothering this you? This is like porn. <laughs> <laughs> the world with mouth open. Is, there's a street going in there. filming it with their <laughs> iPhone. They're like, this is going to be great on the Pornhub. I'm sending this right away. Uh, I'm like, like the girl's mother is just sitting there uh, condoning uh, this. I'm like, don't you see what he's doing to your daughter? Uh, <laughs> he's for- like, he's forcing her to get drunk. Like, gee, he's like, uh, he's forcing it down there. Mm. Wow. How was the food? Good. <laughs> it's it hibachi. It hibachi. You're the worst. All right. Look, that's the show, people. Joe, man, thank you so much for hanging out. Hope you had a good time. I had a blast. Uh, we can't thank you enough for listening and supporting the show and, and helping us keep this going. We look forward to your continued support, dude. Uh, you're awesome. We need hundreds more like Hundreds you. more Joes, everyone. Be like Joe. Visit jockandnerd.com slash Patreon, and you'll get extra stuff. Rugs, where can the people find you? Uh, you can find me on the internets or on your phone on Twitter at ReallyRugBoy. Right on. And, uh, of course, look, subscribe in iTunes and leave us a rating and a review. Where It doesn't matter where you listen. You can find us everywhere. We're on the Google Play, iHeartRadio, Player FM, TuneIn, iTunes, Stitcher. But just go to iTunes, click that subscribe, click the rating. It helps the show bump up. More people find it. And, of course, tell a friend. Spread the geekery. Talking nerd. Thanks for listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the jock. And he's the nerd. We'll peep you next time. Ha, 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 ha!